This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is a Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson, and alongside me, as always, is Ricky Weber. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hola, amigos. And today, we are finishing up our rankings for the 2018-2019 season, and we're going to start off with the talks of Jimmy Butler requesting a trade from Minnesota. Before we jump into all of that, we do want to let you know to check out patreon.com slash Podcast. If you want to be on this podcast or any of the Most Valuable Podcasts, Podcast, podcast. Uh, check out patreon.com slash most podcast and the $10 tier. You get to pick the topic and you get to come on once a month and talk about that topic with your favorite podcast host or your favorite podcast uh, people, uh, podcasters, podcasters, not podcasties, uh, podcasters. <laughs> you would be uh, a podcastee though. <laughs> would you? Like the guest would be a podcastee. Or would, yeah, I I wouldn't he be a guest? He would just be or a patron. She, he or she be, they be a guest? He would just be a loyal patron. I, I think it would be a podcastee as we are podcastors. Depends on how stores <laughs> <laughs> like pastors. D- Dave's just got the Spanish thing going. Anyways, yeah, Dave, Dave screams Hispanic. Uh, anyways, let's jump into the Jimmy Butler talk and uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. If you haven't heard, which I don't know where you've been, on Wednesday uh, there was a meet. Well, let's let's backtrack. Time Last line. week. Um, there was news that Jimmy Butler was going to be meeting with the owners and Tom Thibodeau on Monday. Then Jimmy Butler tweeted out saying, no, it's going to be on Wednesday, fake news. Um, Then it happens on Wednesday, and it comes out that uh, Jimmy Butler has requested a trade from the Minnesota Timberwolves. And then it came out that he gave the Minnesota Timberwolves three teams on Wednesday, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Brooklyn Nets, and the New York Knicks. Then on Wednesday, Thursday, I think it was, Thibodeau, um, the GM of the uh, president of basketball operations, said that they're not going to be trading Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. And now the owner, and this is about 22 hours ago, uh, that the front office is telling inquiring rivals that the team has no place trade to tra- tra- trade Jimmy Butler. But owner Glenn Taylor has different, a different message at NBA Board of Governors meeting. Butler is available and owners slash GMs should contact Taylor himself if necessary. So the biggest thing to me is more about the dysfunction in Minnesota before we talk about Jimmy Butler and where he could possibly end up mm-hmm. and, and especially the three teams that he gave us. Let's talk about this Minnesota t- thing because, you know, we just talked about Thibodeau last week. Um, he was in our second ha- second yep. part of mm-hmm. our, our coaches. He was in 11 through 20. Um, I had him the lowest at 20. You had him, I think, the highest. And Dave, uh-huh. a little bit a little bit trailing behind you, but uh, both in the same range. Um, and now it's coming out that Thibodeau does not want to trade Butler, even though he's giving explicit um, commands that he does want to be traded. And Butler's on a one-year deal. How do you think this is all playing out in Minnesota? Is this a bad look for Minnesota? I mean, this is why it's what I told Dave last night when him and I were at dinner. Like, this is why not many coaches, and we've seen it twice in the NBA, cannot handle being the head coach and the GM. There is only one coach in my lifetime that I can even, if you're like, hey, who has done both? The only guy I think of is in the NFL. His name's Bill Belichick. Other than that, Doc Rivers tried it with the Clippers. He's not doing that anymore. They took that away. Someone else is now doing the GM part. They bring in um, uh, the logo to basically Mm -hmm. be that guy. Same thing's going to happen with the Timberwolves. It's just we've seen it now twice. No one can do it in the end. Like I'm not going to say nobody, but Tom Thibodeau should not be president of basketball operations and the head coach. You're forgetting a big one, and that's Greg Popovich. Popovich has a ton of input on the player. He even tried it, and he didn't. 
succeed well, at it. I mean, now he's just doing the head coaching thing. I think his name's Red, not Red Auerbacher. I'm trying. To, uh, <laughs> uh, R.C. Buford. Mm-hmm. R.C. Buford is technically the GM, but I think yeah. Pop does have an extreme amount of input on yeah. what goes on yeah. uh, with the the player moves. So I think if anyone's doing it, it is Popovich. And you, I mean, before back like in the early days of the NBA, I know Red Auerbacher was a mm-hmm. uh, coach and a GM. Uh, as well, but Dave, what do you think about this whole Minnesota look? Is it bad for Minnesota with you know the owner saying that we're going to be trading Jimmy Butler and the president of basketball operations saying he's not for sale? How bad of a of a look is this for? By the way, Tibbs it's not Auerbacher; it's just Auerbach. Yeah, toss out there. Um, yeah, he's like forty years older. Like I think he died forty years before. I was yeah, born. I'm just I'm just tossed out there. Like I think Celtic fans are going to get mad. Shout out to the Eleven Rings. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's a terrible look. Like it is the most dysfunctional team in the NBA right now. And what I think is more confusing out of it is the fact that they're a team that Thibodeau is trying to like reinstill with toughness and grit and mm-hmm. you know all his old players back. And basically, well, he's like tanking their future prospects basically by you know bringing all these older veterans who you know potentially can't contribute as much on the court as you know some other free agents might have been able to. He is basically pissing off Jimmy Butler because Jimmy's like, I want to compete, I want to go, I want to go right now. And nope, the, the team that you've got right now is just not there. So I, I think it's it's just a catastrophe waiting to happen because Jimmy obviously is angry at, at the lack of effort on that team and bringing in other guys isn't going to change the opinions of two 20-something-year-old kids who just, they're, they are who they are at this point mm-hmm. in their lives. Like, I don't see them flipping a switch and suddenly being locked in and engaged. They're having fun. They're being kids. They're playing Fortnite. They're doing whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. You sound like an old man when you're saying <laughs> playing Fortnite. But, I mean, you're, I you're, you're right in the Tools ways because, game, Shut up. because Wiggins already does have his big contract. He yeah. got that five-year, $140 million deal. On a promise mm-hmm. to perform better. And Cat's going to get, get that deal here. at some point because he's probably the best offensive just, center. If not Nikola Jokic, it's probably you know Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. Um, he's right. a monster offensively. Obviously, his defense is lacking, and he didn't show up in the playoffs last year. Yep. Um, that's a big concern. But you look at those kids, and those are the future stars for Minnesota, no matter what. Because Jimmy Butler, although he's the best player currently on this team and was last year for this team, he is on that expiring deal, and he's 29 years old. He doesn't have prime. Yeah, he doesn't have the youth that Carlton Towns and Wiggins do, and also not the you know long term uh, you know control that the Timberwolves do have over Cat and Andrew Wiggins. Now I know people think that Wiggins has the worst contract in the NBA. It probably goes to Chandler Parsons in my mind, uh, or Joe Kim Noah, but Wiggins is a bad contract for right. these players that young. And the biggest thing that this screams to me, at least, is that Thibodeau not only doesn't know how to do his job, but it's just such a bad hire in the first place. And you saw it after year one without Jimmy Butler that mm-hmm. this was just the wrong fit because you hear about Tom Thibodeau coming in. He's the defensive genius. He did so great in Chicago. He <coughs> took the year off. Uh, now he's going to come back. He's going to revitalize Minnesota. They're going to take him back to the playoff, and it's going to be a team that's going to be, you know, the spooky Timberwolves. Uh, for, yeah. Shit. I, I, Is this just a soundbite of Sean from a couple years ago? Because I swear <laughs> to God, I've heard this before. I also said Timberwolves, and I think Timberwolves. Yeah. Timber no, no, I don't no. know which one I said. I don't know if I said it right or wrong. Doesn't matter. They were the wolves at that time. Still, we'll give them that credit. But the thing is, is they were supposed to be the next great team, right? And we look at them, and they're just in complete disarray. I said it last year Mm -hmm. that Thibodeau is the wrong fit and probably should be fired. Now I'm just confirming my hot take last year that that was the right call. Thibodeau doesn't know what he's doing on the floor. He's not meshing well with the future stars in Carlton Towns and Andrew Wiggins, and it's shown by the lack of faith that the ownership has in Tom Thibodeau, and it's 
pretty clear what they're doing is they don't think Tom Thibodeau is going to be there in the long term. Mm -hmm. So why should he control our future? Why should he control our assets? You're going to come talk to the owner and I will make the deals with you because that's how things are going to go because I'm going to be here for a long time. I'm going to take this team Mm -hmm. past the Tom Thibodeau era. Tom Thibodeau is on a clock and it just wonders how much time is left on that because we might see the first 30 games Mm -hmm. Minnesota might not perform well with or without Jimmy Butler and Thibodeau gets canned. I I don't think he gets canned midseason, but the one thing I do think is that he this year he could be ripped of president of basketball operations. Because it's funny that the thing I ended mm-hmm. our second coaching segment with was what I think the problem with the Timberwolves is, is that if you look at their GM, it's like, he's a GM, but he's an advisor to Tom Thibodeau. That's your problem. You need a guy who's going to be a GM who's actually a GM. Like, the owner shouldn't be mm-hmm. the one making the calls. It should be, all right, I have appointed this GM to do that job. Yeah, he works with the coach to get right. the players, obviously, that the coach wants, kind of like how you said Pop and Auerbach work together. But you should have someone separate from the guy who's the coach because not everyone's av- not everyone's able to just turn off their emotions when making decision as the GM, that they would have their emotions on if they made those decisions as coach. Here's the one thing that I do want to bring up, though, because you said he's not going to be fired as coach, or you know, he's going to during be removed, the season. Yeah, during the season right, but yeah. he'll be removed from his yeah. job president as president of basketball operations. Yep. The thing with that is, is you know, the one guy that you did bring up was Doc Rivers. He mm-hmm. did get removed, and I think he's technically stepped down. Um, from his job as president of basketball operations. Um, that was in after the 2017 season. Mm-hmm. But he was still extremely successful in L.A. and was successful last year. I know it was uh, you know one of their worst, I think it was his worst year in L.A., um, but also that was a much worse team. You didn't have With all the circumstances Blake Paul, going around Blake Paul. You didn't have Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Jordan, and this team was still above 500. Mm-hmm. Right. Doc Rivers was still doing his job on the court. I think he just got too much to handle doing everything for the Los Angeles Clippers. I think it's much smarter to put Doc in that role. I just have not seen anything out of Thibodeau that he should be keeping his job in Minnesota. No, I completely agree with you on that. It's almost like, you know, they're they're complete polar opposites as far as the talent that he has on the team currently and his game plan and how he wants to win games. I don't understand how you can have such a clash and expect to have consistent results. And what we're seeing right now is, you know, winning through pure talent. Like, they're not better than other teams are as a basketball team, but they've got incredibly talented players like Jimmy Butler, like Cat, like Wiggins, who are able to go out there and win games because it's just like, like you said, Cat is an offensive monster. Like there's just some things that he can do that are unprecedented. Wiggins, while inefficient, is still a decent scorer on the wing and can slash pretty much with with some of the best ones for his age. So it's impressive, and we know what Butler brings to the table. So those three guys, yes, you're winning games because of them, but at the same time. Imagine what you could do with a head coach who knew how to utilize the talent correctly. Like that, I think that's the biggest thing is you're attached to Thibodeau because of his precedent, because of his history as a you know, Celtics coach, as the Bulls coach, and now yours, and you feel good about yourselves for making that great hire because he was one of the hottest names in coaching. And then it's like, well... That that the whole defense thing. We don't we don't do that. Uh, Teams don't win play, on defense no more. Playing people for forty minutes a night. I, I don't know about that. Jamal Crawford's corpse out there. Mm, seems like you get some more shots out of him. I like. There's just so many things that it, you look at the moves he's made to set this roster up for you know his version. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know it's it's one step forward, three steps back. Like it's just at the end of the day, 
he's made this team worse, and you need to admit it as Minnesota, like uh, basketball, whatever you want to call it, like their mm-hmm. owner, a culture, and move on. Yeah, I just I think you need to move on. And period. My thing too is is they haven't bought into his you know his ideas. They haven't no. bought into his culture. And the only player that did was Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Now Butler wants out. He was out. already in before. That's the problem. Yeah, and I don't think it's really anything that Butler dislikes Minnesota or he dislikes Thibodeau. I just don't think he believes long term that Thibodeau will be there. I also don't think that he is going to be seen as the star. Mm-hmm. I think that's what this all boils down to. Is so that you Jimmy don't Butler see this as him hating Thibodeau. It's, hey, I see the writing on the wall. I'm going to get out now. Before shit hits the fan. I don't think he's in love with Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's in love with Wiggins. And I think that he sees that most likely his guy, the guy that he at least probably likes in Thibodeau. I don't think yeah. he dislikes Thibodeau. I don't think we're hearing that come out. No. Um, his guy in Thibodeau is most likely going to be on the way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I think Jimmy Butler has a fondness and a keenness to be the star somewhere. And that's why when we talk about the teams, it's going to become more apparent. The guys that are the stars are the guys that were the number one picks. It's mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins who has a five-year, $140 million contract. And it's Carl Anthony Towns who's one of the best young players in the league. Those are the guys they're putting money into. Butler, although he was the best player on the team last year, he wants to be away from that. He wants to be on his own team, and he wants to be the star, and he wants to get the credit for it. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's one thing that I am— I completely agree with— the herd brought up that same point where you see these guys where it's like, I want to be the guy. We saw it from Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And most of the time you look at it and you go, yeah, but that's not how you win in today's NBA. Usually in today's NBA, you see, like, for example, LeBron, I'm going to come back to Cleveland. I can't do it all on my own. Hey, I don't like this young kid that you just drafted. Let's trade him so that I can get a proven veteran in Kevin Love. Or like the Warriors. Oh, we just lost to the Cavaliers. Steph Curry. I'm going to recruit the second best player in the NBA, even if that means I take a little less in scoring. I don't win finals MVP, but we win the finals at the end of the year. Like, Mm -hmm. that's how you win. So, like, I hear that. Like, the Jimmy Butler, I want to be the guy and my whole thought process is, like, you're never going to win if it's I'm the guy. It's what other players am I going to play with? Like, the stories we hear already about LeBron recruiting Kevin Durant to L.A., it's like mm-hmm. you're in the sense of recruiting. It's why D. Rose, I think, not just his knees, why he failed in Chicago, because he was always the guy where it was like, hey, D. Rose, we got Mello in town. You gonna Nope, not my job to recruit. It's like, mm, yeah, it kind of is your job to well, recruit. D. Rose is also young, so I'll give him yeah. a little bit of a pass there. And he was always super quiet person. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I, the one thing that I want to do with Butler is not misrepresent him because he mm-hmm. has said that he does want to win. So I don't think it's, it's all— the one ab- thing he does. Yeah, I yeah. don't think it's all about, you know— being the star, but I think when you see the teams that do come out, mm-hmm. the Clippers, the Nets, and the uh, Knicks, they're very absence of a star. And some people bring up the fact and they that they have cap room, and they to have add cap someone room else to, to, to get, get a max. And I think some people bring up the fact that the Knicks do have Kristaps. Mm-hmm. I think with Kristaps' injury history, if Jimmy comes in and he plays 82 games, and Kristaps is still in and out of the lineup, especially after this year, mm-hmm. I think that's something that will at least have the ability of you know Jimmy being able to take over. And maybe he does like Kristaps' game, but I think a big a big part of Jimmy's moves and Jimmy's wanting to get out is that he doesn't think he will be the guy in mm-hmm. Minnesota, yeah. and because Carl Anthony Towns will be, I think he wants to be the guy somewhere. Brooklyn doesn't have that. 
Clippers don't have that right now. I think that you could probably argue that Jimmy Butler would be the guy right mm-hmm. away to come in uh, over Kristaps, even though Kristaps is immensely talented. I think with Jimmy's track record, Jimmy's ability to put up both offensively and defensively, he would take over uh, as the star for that Knicks team. I think that's the biggest thing that jumps out to me with those three teams that he threw out there. Not only the cap mm-hmm. space, but also the lack of a star already. Well, we're already seeing, look at what Kyrie. Kyrie was like in Cleveland, I want to be the guy. They mm-hmm. trade him to the Celtics. Now already we're talking about, and I'm on the boat of Kyrie to New York after the season because he's not even seen as the, like, yeah, he's the best player on that team, but yeah. in a few years, he's not going to be the guy on that team. It's going to be like J-Tay. But I also, I don't know about that because, I mean, again, the Ky- Kyrie's Kyrie so extremely young. Is, but the yeah. young talent is rising to where sooner rather than later they're going to surpass. What, I don't know but, if it's talent. It's For him, it's injuries. Like, that's the mm-hmm. only reason Kyrie would not be the guy on that team. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. He's one of the most talented finishers. He's one of the best shooters. Like, there's... I don't think anyone on that team mm-hmm. has a higher top end than what he is. My thing, though, is I don't think there could even be a guy on the Boston. Celtics. With because the way that Brad that team Stevens. works, I don't think, <laughs> not even just Brad Stevens, but I just don't think that there will ever be a guy. Now, will people say Kyrie's the MVP of this team? I think that's for sure certain it could, could happen, and that's what they were saying when you're on that great run before yeah. he got injured. Um, but I don't think that system, that team, really placates to a star. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why Paul Pierce was the guy Back when they won championships in two thousand, a championship in two thousand seven was because he was there for so long, and he built up, and he was on the bad teams, and they finally got help around him. Um, I, I think just the way that you know Boston works, unless you are a clear cut above everybody else, like Larry Bird was, like Bill Russell was, like Paul Pierce was, it's tough to build stardom out of there because they're usually so talented, and they're mm-hmm. so talented that I think it's tough for Kyrie to separate himself. So outside of the injury thing, I just don't think Boston is the right place to find himself as the star. And also, although he wanted to be traded, I think there wasn't a lot of rumors that he wanted to go to Boston. I think he's yeah, fine no. that he went to Boston. He just wanted to go anywhere. But I think the talks were, I think Phoenix was out he there. Was New for, York was out there. I think the IT thing was never, like, he didn't know that it would be, you know, a straight up one for one kind of a deal. Yeah, that's true. Um, I know there's other pieces in the package, but that was basically, he, he mm-hmm. knew IT was the guy in Boston. So was, why would I ask to be traded there? Um, I don't know. I, I, I see the reasoning behind Jimmy wanting to go to these teams. And I see it straightforward as the, like you said, it's pairing with another really talented player, whether it's a max contract or not. Like, that's what he wants the option of is if I go somewhere, I want to have everything around me be built around me. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, it's a little selfish, but at the same time, I sort of respect him for it because what he went into was he basically picked up Derrick Rose's mantle in Chicago and continued to play well. And that team was a continual playoff group. But obviously, like, we hit our cap. We knew we weren't going to get any further. And then he goes to Minnesota. He's like, all right, I'm the guy in my prime. I'm the guy this team should work around. And we've got these two kids in here who are supposed to be my, you know, my two and my three. And instead, they're goofing off. They're not giving a shit. And mm-hmm. they're not putting in the same level of effort that I am or that I feel I am mm-hmm. versus them. So he wants to go somewhere else and so kind of dictate his own terms. Someone who's going to build around him. I want to be the guy, but I want to bring in somebody else who's on my caliber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that that's why, for me, it just leans heavy clipper. I mean, not everybody is like the LeBron James situation of like, I'm coming to a team. Oh, by the way, you just drafted this guy. I get you did that. But, oh, we're going to trade him for the guy I want. But I don't think that... It, Again, I, I mean, was Andrew Wiggins going to help them win a championship? No, but so, the reason why he was included in that deal was because LeBron didn't want to mentor somebody. Well, no, no. Who else no, really got to trade? Nobody else who was valuable well, enough to get fat Kevin Love. But also, it's we're why, trade Anthony Bennett. But also, why even make the trade if the, the Cavaliers could have said, no, 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 we draft this guy, we can develop him. 
they did it so that LeBron, because LeBron came well, in wanting a veteran to play with him because he knew that would be better than trying to mentor I, a younger kid at that time. I think it can contribute exactly. at a high level. Mm-hmm. I think it was just more, yeah, I think it was just more the fact that, again, we saw what happened with LeBron before in mm-hmm. Cleveland, and they, he didn't have enough help around him. And his Kyrie goal was, was to win a title. Kyrie was developed enough, and Kevin Love was killing mm-hmm. it in Minnesota. He was on the block. Um, I think it just made more sense. I don't think it was anything yeah. about mentoring. I think it was just the fact that it, you were they were in win-now mode. Yeah. Kevin Love helped them win more mm-hmm. instead right. of mentoring. I don't think that was really it. Because we see him now in L.A. He's mentoring kids yeah. pretty much. That's what he's, but it's a different, like, when he came to Cleveland, it was, all right, I got to win a well, title yeah, for no, my city. But, now it's post-championship legacy, whatever you want to call it. Back to Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to paint the wrong way. I, I know you mentioned the Clippers, and we're going to get right into that after yeah. I say this point. Um, I don't want to, you know, again— go back and forth and be seen as a flip-flopper because I was extremely annoyed with Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Um, and I you know, I bashed Jimmy Butler before when he He's was... He's not a number one, tr- Sean. When he, I don't think he is. <laughs> um, that's not what we're talking about. Um, I think with Jimmy Butler, though, one thing that he has done is that he stayed extremely strong um, on the floor. He's consistently produced, and he is a guy that does have a very strong attitude, and I don't think it's been extremely negative. It hasn't hurt his teams necessarily because the past two teams he's been on have made the playoffs. Um, and I think that's a, a plus for him. Yeah. I think it's not exactly the correct way. I like it, you know, to be done, you know, getting, pushing yourself out of Chicago um, and not being uh, a part of that team and separating yourself with Dwayne Wade. Right. And then also with Minnesota, you know, requesting a trade. I don't love it, but I do respect what he's doing because he does seem like he really knows what he wants. Minnesota wasn't that uh, you know that place that he wanted to be. He probably thought it was going to be decent because he had his guy Tip Thibodeau, mm-hmm. and also he didn't have really control on where he was able to go. Right. Chicago found the best deal in Minnesota. He was traded there. I respect that on this one-year deal. He played out his time in Minnesota. He played out his time in Chicago. He didn't walk away from the game. He was there. He's now making it clear. Maybe should have made it clear a little bit sooner than you know, 27 days before the season started or yeah. whatever it is. Um, but something that I, I do respect is that Jimmy Butler— is a guy that works his ass off. He's a guy that produced. Yeah, you can't going knock to Minnesota. him for his game. Yeah, and and he's a guy that again he didn't you know abandon his team. So yeah. I'll, I'll give a shout out to, to Jimmy Butler for doing that. Let's talk about where he's going. You said Clippers. Why did you say Clippers? Uh, they have the best opportunity to bring in another star with him. I think that's the outright. It's the easiest plan to get him there and land someone like a Kyrie Irving who's been rumored to want to pair up with Jimmy Butler. I I think the biggest thing. I mean, outside of basketball reasons, it's. You're going to L.A. instead of Minnesota. No offense, Minnesota, mm-hmm. but come on. Like, that's not even close. Jimmy lives in L.A. It's that That's where his home is, and I think a lot of players are starting to value that more than other things you know, mm-hmm. in basketball. But basketball purely, they've got a lot of talent that's young. They've make, they're making the right moves. They have one of the smartest minds in basketball in their front office now. They have a talented kid who I hope they wouldn't have to move in Shea Gilders Alexander in order to bring in Jimmy because I think that we all love what we saw out of him in Summer League and yeah. I cannot wait to see what he can do in preseason. Like, whew. Um, but no, like, they've got a lot of really good pieces that either are going to be able to translate into winning now or to be traded off for other pieces of talent. Like the way their contracts are structured right now, 
they just have a lot of movable assets. So I'm excited to see what that front office can do to make the best moves possible for this team going forward. The one thing that I've, because I, I have a different group chat that I'm in where you know it's a fantasy baseball league, fantasy football, and now it's just like a garbage chat. Yeah. Um, and one, this one kid brought up the fact that the Clippers have the worst assets, and I thought he was, I, I don't know what's wrong with this yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think clearly the worst assets out of the Knicks, Nets, and Clippers would probably be the Knicks. Because the best asset would be Kristaps. You're not trading Kristaps. Mm-hmm. And then you have Frank, and I don't think you should Kevin give up Knox. on him that early. And Kevin Knox as well. I think the guys that they drafted and have in place are too good to be traded. And the only one that you could do is Frank. And really, mm-hmm. how is that going to help the Timberwolves now? Because um, it's basically like trading for a younger Chris Dunn at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't really need a, I know, a I know point that comparison's going to cause but, whatever. But yeah. even then, you really don't need a point guard. Right. You need a guy that's probably going to shoot and play defense, you which Frank will do. You baby. But, but, yeah, I mean, Frank's not a great three-point shooter no. right now. I think the Knicks probably have the worst assets. I think the Clippers do have the best assets yeah. because, again, you have multiple picks from this year. You have Jerome Robinson. You have Shea Gildress. I think Shea Gildress holds a much, uh, much more weight um, yeah. in trade talks, even though they were— you know, drafted one position behind one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Nets, they don't have anything that jumps off the table that really wows me, but they do have their picks coming back. But will they be concerned on and trading those picks pick right away? as well, too. I think they've got, what, Denver's protected pick this year? I mean, it'll be like yeah, they a took 20, on but like, yeah. it, it'll still be, it's another pick they could add to the pot, but that means, guess what? Are you going to trust Thibodeau with drafting the end? Because, you know, <laughs> Justin Patton with foot injuries looking pretty sexy no, right because now. he's going to be ripped of president basketball operations. Someone else Again, I don't think he's going to be even with the team next year Yeah, um, when draft time comes around. But, Ricky, who do you think that Jimmy Butler is going to end up playing for? And when do you think he's going to play for him? Is it going to be midseason? Do you think it's going to be for the start of the season? I am going to save, in all due respect, I'm going to save my exact who he's going to to the very end. Because Ooh. this is the end. What I think and what I – well, I didn't know how long we were going to go with this it. This is the end. Um, I tweeted earlier in the week, as soon as like Woj tweeted about it, I said the Clippers better get this done before they lose out. They lose Jimmy to the Knicks and they lose Kawhi to the Lakers. To me, the Knicks being like you said, oh, all their assets, they're not the best. If I'm the Knicks, I'm just sitting back. I'm not making an offer. I'm not losing anything that I have to because basically you're on the mindset of if Jimmy hits free agency, I can sell I can sell Kyrie and Jimmy on being in New York and playing with Chris Stapps. If I'm the Clippers on the Nets, I'm doing whatever I can to get this deal done. Because for the Nets, it's easy. You get Jimmy here, you're in New York just like the Knicks. If you get Jimmy, you could snipe Kyrie. They have to literally away write from off the, every asset. Oh no. Other than Jimmy Butler to I do know, that I know. I'm, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I'm <laughs> saying if you want Jimmy, if you get him. There's a good chance you could snipe Kyrie away from the Knicks. But with right. the Clippers, I think they need to do this because you already know that Kawhi, and there might be some people that are like, Ricky, he's going to have a good year in Toronto, and he's going to want to re-sign in Toronto. If Jimmy Butler gets traded to the Clippers, there's a great chance that they could sign Kawhi in free agency and then have... What we Kawhi's the best two way player, they get what the best two two way players in Anthony the NBA, Davis. respectively. Well, Anthony Davis, too, but I mean, of wings, Jimmy Butler and Kawhi are like the gold standard for two ways, I mean, like KD, LeBron James. I mean, well, they're in a different cat, they're in a different tier. Ooh, they're LeBron the best two players, playoff LeBron, they're in the best two the players best of the year. My point being, sense. 
they could get Kawhi easily. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's so cliche to say. And I mean, the third team I'd throw in there, I don't see this happening, but I'm looking at the Zach Lowe article of like teams it could be. Yeah. An interesting third team could be Philly. And the only reason, the only way that happens is if like mid season, they they would have to abandon Markel Fultz and be like, he's not the answer and do like a Fultz Covington and a pick or Fultz Covington and something else to get that. Because I look at that. Yeah, Ben Simmons at the point. You got Joel down low. You got Jimmy on either at the two or the three. Probably I mean, I like giving, that. You're giving up Covington and Fultz, though, for one year of Jimmy Butler, possibly. Hey, I know it's with the predicated chance, on the fact that he would resign. That's what, and, that's why he wants to go to those three teams. And think about it. But, ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are young kids that are actually going to have the mindset to work and do what Jimmy— like Not do what Jimmy wants, but also, like— they're gonna put it put in the work on the court because no, Joe and Embiid want to win just as bad as Jimmy no disrespect does. to him, but like you do realize who Cat was playing in Fortnite, right? No, I know, <laughs> like, but there's a difference where like I mean I think Joe gets it done on the court though. Like yeah. he's the guy that's like I'm gonna. He does. He is one of the most. You know, he backs his talk up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we'll, I think go with that. there's more fire with Joel Embiid than Cat has shown so far. Oh yeah, I think that's the biggest talk on why Cat's not great defensively is because he doesn't show that effort defensively. Right. Joe on the court is scary, and Simmons is a guy that's very laid back. Um, I think that you know Butler could shine in that, but again, we're talking again. You're going to very similar situations. Mm-hmm. You have Wiggins, you have Cat. Again, two young stars. You're going to Philadelphia. You have Simmons and Embiid, two young stars. And Dario. And, and, Dario. and Embiid's beloved. Unless they have to include Dario in They a would deal. not include Dario and Fultz in the same deal. Embiid is beloved by Philadelphia. So I think it would be yeah. very mm-hmm. tough for Jimmy to make his statement. I think there's two teams that he can go to. I think mm-hmm. it's the New York Knicks. I think it's the Los Angeles Clippers. Because I think the Nets won't have enough to move. Uh, to bring him in. And yeah. also, I don't think they're in the right place to go after him. Just because Jimmy Butler wants to go there, mm-hmm. I don't think they're in the right place to go after and bring in Jimmy Butler. Because Unless it's signing you, him in the offseason. I don't think that's... I don't think they should be bringing on Jimmy Butler or any big player anytime soon. I think they are still in their rebuild. They were absolutely destroyed by Billy King's uh, reign in uh, Brooklyn and in New Jersey. I think they still need to go through this rebuild and mm-hmm. finish out. They're almost out of the bad part of it, and they're getting to a team that can be at least you know competitive and possibly win 30 games in a season. Um, but this is a team that I think still needs to build up this youth, build up this team. They are still very early in the yeah. process. Uh, if we're looking at the Sixers timeline, they are still very early in on this. They haven't drafted their Embiid yet. They haven't drafted their Simmons yet. They haven't had the ability to. So I think they're very early in their process and haven't been able to at least build a winning culture and a solid foundation enough to bring in a star who's looking to win. So I don't think Brooklyn should be even looking at him. And if they bring him in, I think it's a huge mistake on Brooklyn's behalf. To answer your question, though. I, I didn't ask a question. No, the one that you said, where is he going to go? Because I didn't give a definitive answer. Oh. The Knicks. He's not getting traded this season. He'll sign with the Knicks in the offseason. So they're Whoa. not going to trade him. Thibodeau is going to stand strong, not trade him. That's how he'll lose his whole, job at the end of the year. And then Jimmy will sign with New York with Kyrie. the whole talk is that the owner will make the deal. Thibodeau is not what he's going to do is he's going to go over Thibodeau's head and he's not going to lose out on losing those assets. At this point, I see it not getting done. Jimmy will sign in the offseason with the Knicks, him and Kyrie next year with Kristaps. I think it has to be a trade in my mind. And a top 10 draft pick. That would be crazy. I think it has to be a trade in my mind. Um, So the the biggest thing is you have to look at the teams that he wants to go and has room. So I think the biggest team that it's got to be is the Clippers. Because you look at what they have, you look at their aggressiveness this year. They were looking and trying to pry away 
you know, Kawhi from the Spurs. It wasn't able to happen. I know that, you know, they're in the Western Conference still, but also you look at Minnesota and should they be afraid of Jimmy Butler and possibly another star? Not really because your star is only 22 years old. So you still have time to even outlast that Jimmy Butler team in Los Angeles. So I think the deal most likely will be Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris going over. And I think you probably throw in uh, the rookie, uh, not Shea Gilders, but Jerome Robinson, because I think Shea is really loved by that Clipper team. They still went and got Jerome Robinson a pick later, but we we saw what Shea did. Shea has got a great mold, a great body. I think they love him out there. I think he'd be fantastic next to Butler as well. Robinson kind of gets pushed out by a Jimmy Butler and an also star. So it'd be Toby, it'd be Jerome Robinson for Jimmy Butler. That's how the contracts would end up working. Toby next to Cat and Wiggins, I think would be great because Absolutely. he's a great two-way player. Um, and he could shoot from the outside and you know make sure that floor stretch for Wiggins to drive in and attack. Toby isn't also a prima donna. He can work off the ball. He can work with the ball. Um, I think it would be Butler, Tobias Harris, Robinson possibly picks as well, most likely to to make sure. Right. Um, but I think that's going to be the deal that's made, and I think it's honestly going to be made in the next couple of weeks. Because I this is agree. This is a team that needs to get rid of it. I think the owner doesn't want to deal with it. They want to. He get already the, said, Woj came out and said the owner is going to move it. The owner's trading Butler. But, like, but what I'm saying is I don't think he's going to wait. I don't yeah. think this is going to be something that's done it's gonna drag mid-season. On. Yeah, it's going it's to be pre-season. something that's going to be cut off done severed with jimmy doesn't want to be here let's get him out let's make sure that we can still yeah. make the playoffs because it was 14 years before we made it let's not make sure it's another 14 years I'll yeah without jimmy they ain't making the playoffs i think i think it's a two-week that's clock f- that's fair but again you got to make you got to get assets for jimmy oh, Butler. I know. so you can't just have a guy who doesn't want to be they there lost the trade as bulls fans but yep. like it's just a question of like can they salvage something out of this mm-hmm. you know who else knows they lost the trade marketing knows they, they knows. lost the trade they does. <laughs> so you're saying clippers i am saying clippers locked in before the season uh yeah within the next two weeks all right you're i'm gonna saying... say clippers need to get it done but i'm gonna still buy in on what i said so no Kyrie trade. and jimmy off season to the next but no trade no, no trade. trades all right and i think no rentals trade... No, nothing. Nobody else. Unless okay. he goes in the Brooklyn, but they don't have the assets to pull off the deal. I, I was in a rental. I don't know. He's saying rental. I don't think I'm Brooklyn's to renting. A, to a non listed team. Oh, unless he gets traded to like a Philly or like a Miami or something like that. Everybody would joke around about Miami because mm-hmm. they do like the, you know, the body fat club and shit like mm-hmm. that. So. I but love that. Have, I mean, they, have like pack, I think. they have the money in their bad contracts. Exactly. Move, but I don't think they have the players. I mean, you, have, you said Portland? Maybe. In love, unless Portland wants to get, like, Portland if they want to move up. Dame, if they want to get Dame and CJ a third player. trying to get, like, somebody shot by saying move Dame? No. You keep, you keep pushing that. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, he's the one they would move out of Dame and CJ. No. If they did move They literally just signed. He signed with Biofreeze, and Biofreeze is now on the shoulders of a— Portland. Dame's a blazer Dame, for life. Dame's the mind. dude. Yeah, so. I, I think CJ's got you know more upside, but Dame's the dude. Really, you think CJ has more upside? He showed up in the playoffs, but also Dame's it's totally been a recency thirty bias. point scorer. For totally like recency past. bias. Dame's better. Don't get me wrong. Okay, but like him pooping his pants in the playoffs was just my last impression. So right. well, uh, I and I think that he's going to get traded to the the Clippers before the season starts. I think that Thibodeau might even get fired by that point as well. Yep. Because I don't know what he's doing. I don't think the owner loves this move of him coming out and saying, we're not trading him. He's like, yeah, no, we're trading him. Yeah. We're getting him out of here. So it, with this much disagreement with the players not vibing with him, if you get rid of Butler, I think you got to get rid of Thibodeau. And that's going to be a huge mess. Timberwolves are going to be a terrible situation. But Any I think it's head coaches out there done. still uh, not signed? Any interesting names? Um, I don't know. I didn't give that a thought. just got fired. Uh, Vogel. But I don't know about that. That's, that's a bad fit. Yeah. Uh, we can go with one of Van Gundy's. Hornacek? Yeah. 
I don't know about that. So maybe, maybe, maybe. Earl Thomas. Uh, Not Earl Thomas. Earl uh, Watson. Earl Watson. No, Earl Watson. We got fired after three games. Uh, I think that's going to be Tibbs' fate. He's going to be fired after three games. But let us know what you think about the Jimmy Butler trade. Uh, when's it going to happen? Who's it going to happen to? What team is going to go to? What star is going to go with him? I mean, there's a lot of guys out there. KD's going to be a free agent. Kyrie's going to be a free agent. It's going to be a crazy draft class next year. Or a free agent class next year. So let us know what you think about this Jimmy Butler news. What do you think about the Timberwolves? What do you think about Butler? Let us know in the comments down below. But let's jump into our team rankings for the 2018-2019 season. This is done by aggregating all of our coaching, six-man centers, power forward, small forward, shooting guard, and point guard rankings. Nice uh, word. Taking, oh, yeah, aggregating. aggregating. Pretty, I have a college degree. <laughs> um, taking all those rankings, adding them up, and giving the teams a total, and then taking those totals and you know ranking them and, and listing them. Uh, I'm looking at one of the teams right now, and uh, I think that one's going to change soon with a, with a player leaving. But we're going to do it into <laughs> three segments, 30 through 21, 20 through 11, and 10 through 1. And let's start off at 30, the team that is ranked 30 through our rankings... The Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. went from, I think, eight last year uh, with LeBron being the only player, I think, in the top five. Oh, okay, love. Uh, six. All the way to uh, six. Six, six last, last year. year, all the way down to 30. Then at 29, we have the Charlotte Hornets. At 28, we have the Sacramento Kings. At 27, we have the Orlando Magic. At 26, we have the Memphis Grizzlies. At 25, we have the New York Knicks. At 24, we have the Brooklyn Nets. At 23, we have the Atlanta Hawks. 22, we have the Detroit Pistons. And at 21, we have the tr- Portland Trailblazers. I'm going to just say the Trailblazers, but the yeah, Portland Trailblazers. They are from somewhere. Uh, at 21. So the team that I think we should start off with is the team that is the only playoff team. Well, two playoff teams are in this ranking, but obviously one lost LeBron James. The one playoff team that I do want to talk about is the Portland Trailblazers. Being in the lower third of this ranking, kind of shocking in my mind. What are you guys' thoughts? It's straight disrespectful, but at the same time, um, I look at that team, and I, I think we were joking about it before the show. It's like it's Dame, CJ, and Nurkic. Like yeah. the rest of them are scrubs. Like yes, mm-hmm. you, you're NBA quality players, but you are some of the worst in your position. You have not done enough to distinguish yourself as Mo Harkless, Ev Turner, like those kind of guys. It's just not there yet. Yes, I want to be excited about Zach Collins. Yes, you're you're, you're up and coming guys in the draft who I liked your draft, but like. You added more depth at the guard position, and I want to yeah. shake you and be like, "What is your plan here?" Um, I what? I don't understand what the Blazers are doing. Well, like, and this is a team last year too that was 19, so it wasn't like they take an, no. t- t- took a huge drop. And the thing is, is Dame and CJ they went up. I was saying on the upside, like your two best players are at the most important positions in the NBA right now. Yeah, and Nurkic I think is at the same spot as well as he was last year. And the only thing that changed was Terry Stotts, which I think is yeah. fair going down because of his performance in the playoffs. Right. He got rolled by Gentry. They got swept because of his lack of changing. Uh, you know, when, he couldn't adapt were, in the game. Yeah, with, with, with the way they were guarding an entire Dame series. And, and CJ with Rondo and uh, Drew. Drew, they he wasn't changing, and Stotts took a fall because he consistently hasn't been performing in the playoffs and i think it's fair it's it's weird not seeing but again once you get past damon cj it's like who do you have you're a deep team mm-hmm. and you perform well but again you haven't been performing in the playoffs and you aren't really loaded with stars this isn't a team that has you know uh you know crazy great talent they have good talent at two important positions but outside of that nurkic isn't really getting anybody crazy he's a good player but I don't think it's, again, it's a superstar written over it. Um, but the Blazers at 21, they'll probably still make the playoffs. But, again, this is based mm, on our rankings. They're, they're I fringe. Know, like, I said probably still. I know. I but like, they will. That's, that bad. I know. That's the reason why I feel like. Saying our playoff 
predictions. Yet? No, I know, but I mean, I <laughs> Next feel week. that's why I feel like th- having them in this bottom third is. I know when Dave says, "Oh, disrespectful," I don't think it's disrespectful at all, and the reason being is. If you look at it, even if they were the very worst playoff team from both conferences, they'd be the 16th best team. That's not far off from where we had them last year. That's not really that far off from where we have them this year. And, I mean, you look at the West, and yes, they were the third seed, but I don't think they're going to be the third seed again. Yes, that the third and eighth seeds were separated by two games last year, so it wasn't that big of a gap, but... You've got teams like the Jazz are going to be better. I think the Thunder stay um, right around where they are. Pelicans stay right around where they are. Spurs, without Kyrie or not without Kawhi, make the playoffs. They had DeMar DeRozan, who's probably going to play the whole year, unless, knock on wood, he doesn't get injured. And then the Timberwolves, they're probably going to get worse, might not make the playoffs. You also have it that the Nuggets, they were a fringe playoff team. The Clippers could be in the playoff hunt. And a dark horse could be the Mavericks, yes, the Lakers too, because they added LeBron. That's about four or five teams that could also be in the playoff hunt. Oh, and one other team that's in this ranking who could also be one if they stay healthy, the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. There's just so many so teams that could be in the playoff the hunt. the entire West. <laughs> Give a point. It's close. And what I'm saying is they're probably not going to make the playoffs because there's so mm-hmm. many more teams that are going to be playoff hungry this year that – they just won't, like, because I have the Lakers automatically in the playoffs just by having LeBron. I don't care what seed it is. They're in the playoffs. Right. And the Nuggets, I think, even make the playoffs this year compared to last year. There are so many other teams that could jump in and take their spot, even though they were at three last year. Well, and a big thing, too, is they, they were a streaky team. And we mm-hmm. look from uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day, all the way to March 18th, they didn't lose a game. They're on a crazy long win streak there. They had wins over Golden State. They had wins over uh, the Clippers. They had wins over the Cavs. They had wins over uh, Golden State twice, actually. Uh, the Thunder. So, I mean, they were beating play- uh, Jazz yeah. even at Utah as well. Um, they went on a 13-game winning streak, and that was their large reason why they jumped so high. They got on a hot run, hot streak, and that was the reason why they were third. Um, so we look at, again, what they did last year. It wasn't like they were dominant throughout the whole season. They got hot at the right time near the end of the season and went on a great run and beat some really impressive teams. Golden yeah. State twice. Again, like I mentioned, I think a couple playoff teams in there as well, like Minnesota. Um, they went on a hot streak. They took advantage of Minnesota having Jimmy Butler out. Um, it was a nice run, and that was why they're in there. I don't think, again, they were world beaters. We're not seeing them as mm-hmm. a for-sure top-three team. And if you're not a top-three team in the West, again, you are in that— four to 11 spot mm-hmm. really because yeah. that west is so tough i think this is again a team that has talent at those two spots but outside of that if dame and cj gets shut down like they did in the playoffs or in the times when they did get shut yeah. down in the playoffs who are you going to go to they evan turner literally don't have another option that that's the biggest problem is their depth that's their depth at the four position is really terrible like i mean ev turner mo harkless and alfro camino are all okay players and that that's that's you know Alfred Camino is a defensive player he's good he can hit some shots at times Mo Harkless you know got paid and has seemingly not gotten much better and I just wonder if it's a case of like they're in a position where they rely so heavily on Damon CJ that they're not even given a chance to like let's get some minutes to some people or let, let's change shot opportunities let's change the way we do things or are they just like we have to win games and we win games because Damon CJ are better than everybody else pretty much Let's just give them the ball as much as possible. But again, like I said, the draft confused me because then they went and grabbed two shooting guard, or a shooting guard and a, a point guard, basically. And it's like, great, so you got more guard depth. Mm-hmm. That's oh, totally and, what you needed. And they brought in Seth Curry as well. Yeah, I mean, this, and Sas Castillo. Like they mm-hmm. can't. 
I don't understand. You have five shooting guards, or like four shooting guards and like three point guards. You don't have a quality starter at power forward. I'm sorry, Alfaro is just he should be a bench guy. He should be in that same range, uh, a la like Luke Mamute. Like he's one of those guys who you want on your team in the playoffs mm-hmm. in, in limited minutes because he can contribute and he's reliable and you know what you get out of him. But you don't have someone else who can turn it on for a game. That just you don't have that on this team. And the guys that you mentioned too, Evan Turner, Alfaro Mino, and Mo Harkless. Yeah. Uh, you look at you know, again trying to take over games out of those three players. Five times they scored over 20 points. Jeez. So there was 22-point performance, and none of them are over 22 points. Yeah. Mo Harkos had a 22 and 21-point performance. Evan Turner had a 22-point performance. And Al Frucamino had a 24 and 22-point. So my bad. Uh, Frucamino did have a 24-point performance. But uh, that's the yeah. highest they got outside of you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know Nurkic, Dame, and CJ. I mean, there wasn't guys that were able to turn it on for Portland. And that's going to be difficult when they're going to game plan like that and stats doesn't change it. So, again, there's talent on this team, but... With the West, it is very feasible that they will not make the playoffs this year. It's possible. It's in the cards. So yep. Portland, again, outside of the two studs, it's tough to really rise up in our rankings. And with that, there isn't a lot of talent from 22 to 30. And probably the most talented team on this would be a team that Dave said is going to make the playoffs in the Memphis Grizzlies at 26. Yep. Uh, are you shocked that your playoff team is this low, Dave? No, I, I'm not shocked because I know that it's very hard to believe in a team coming back from basically a G League season where you had drama, you had your head coach fired, you had Marcus All basically like just pick a fight with the front office over it. I mean, I understand there was a lot of trouble last season, but injuries Jane, too. I don't know if you mentioned that. Uh, I didn't even mention the injuries. That that's what led them to the problem. Mm-hmm. So if you could get can get a healthy Mike Conley, healthy Gasol, the young uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. out there who I think can contribute right away. Like, you have the right pieces. Obviously, you lost, you know, Tyreek Evans. He was awesome, but, like, he was also, like, probably his numbers are going to dip hilariously back to, like, reality because he actually has a team around him again, so he won't be able to do the stupid shit he was able to do last but year. But he might be still efficient and oh, no, helpful he, to the Pacers. He'll still be a good yeah. player. I'm just saying, like, don't expect 25-5 and five again. Yeah. That's just not going to happen. Um, but what this team does have is they've got some good depth. They added in slow-mo. They added, or, yeah, I think, yeah, slow-mo is the yeah, one I'm slow-mo. thinking about. So they added him in. I think they've got a lot of really interesting pieces, and if they can continue to get a step or two out of the younger kids, they're going right back in the playoffs. Like, they take that one year off because of injuries, and they're a tough team. They, they've got veteran leadership. They've got everything I want. We're not adding you mm-hmm. know, playoffs not into world this leaders, yet. But, yeah. Playoffs is going to be next time. But yeah. at least you you see the vision mm-hmm. or the possibility of Memphis making the playoffs this year. With me, yeah, as an eighth seed, if possible. Yeah. Like, they're not a lock in the playoff for me. No. But if they stay healthy, they could be – I could see them as the eighth seed getting bounced in the first round by either the Warriors or the Rockets. Yeah. Um, next year in the playoffs. The one thing that I think is, and this team is kind of like the Grizzlies in a sense, and I'm not going to say like, oh, mad disrespect, but a little disrespect when you were like, oh, there's not a team like that from 22 to 30. I think the Pistons are a team that are much in the same boat of like a Grizzlies, where it's they had Dwayne Casey, you only do that because you want to make the playoffs in an Eastern Conference that is vastly different than the West. And they're a team that even if they are seven, eighth, or even sixth in the East, they're a team that could be a playoff team just because they changed head coaches. And one thing that I did realize, too, um, this is going back to the mm-hmm. uh, Thibodeau, uh, Jimmy Butler talk, uh, yeah. Stan Van was a uh, basketball president of operations and a head coach as well. And that mm-hmm. obviously didn't work out. Didn't he tried work. to trade for Blake Griffin midseason, mm-hmm. didn't end up working. I 
understand that the talent's there for Detroit, but I can't put my faith in Detroit again. I did it in 2016. It didn't come to fruition, or was it 2017? 2017. Uh, it was 2017. right after that. What? Yeah, so it's been, yeah, it was two years. Cap two years suite. of hoping they would, you know, continue to mm -hmm. grow, and Reggie just hasn't. No, mm -hmm. and he hasn't been able to he stay healthy. Hurt. I don't know yeah. who they're really going to be riding on at the guard position. Luke Kennard is not a, uh, a you know a guy who's going to be able to take him to the playoffs. <laughs> so I mean, you're looking <laughs> well, at Blake. Blake. Yeah. Well, you're looking at Blake, and Blake's a fantastic player, but again. They weren't winning games with him and Drummond last year. Like they weren't. They didn't change. Like they weren't like going on win streaks. They, I think they were the same team that they were record wise before they traded for Blake. You know they have Probably talent on that close. team, but you also got rid of Tobias Harris, who was still a good contributor. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like Blake and I like Drummond, and they're a great duo. But I don't think adding Casey to that team takes them over that hump. Don't make me say it. Don't make me say the phrase I love to say about the East. It's the weak East. Oh, and Jesus if they're, like, just by adding Dwayne Casey in what the East will be this year, I could see them being a 7-8 seed. Next And time, all you got to do is make the playoffs, and then anything can happen. Next time you're sick, we're not going to, like, replace you. We're just going to be a soundboard. <laughs> all right. Just in. play, like, weak East. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. It's the weak East. Like I just, they they don't have a true small forward. Mm -hmm. Like, Stan John experiment is dead. Let it let it die. Let him walk away from the game pretty the much at this point. <laughs> let um, him walk away. Your I career's over. I wouldn't resign him. Z might be coming I after you because I believe uh, the Stanimals in I Arizona, boy. I don't care. He can't <laughs> shoot the ball. Like, it's, no. Just Could he be a Moharkless? No, because Mo actually be, can shoot. Could it be an Al Camino? <laughs> I love the look. Of he can also right shoot. Now. What if he could be a bad Al Camino? He's like, he's like, oh. if he took Andre Roberson, but then like <laughs> instead of hands, he'd be wearing mittens. It's like, how would he? So he's he got can't. the softest hands in the game, is what you're saying. He's wearing yeah. mittens. Yeah, but he can't actually <laughs> shoot it because it's it's the, like the four one oh, mittens. Okay. So he's doing this. Like he's got that the, might improve his shot. Actually, that would just that would make sense for <laughs> him. He's got the work. state of Michigan. On yes, his hands, there you go. The state one. of Michigan. That's how no, much I mean, Detroit he is. I, I want them to be a good team. You're right. But, like, Blake and Drummond is not going to get you to a, a real playoff contention. Yes, Dwayne Casey is great at winning regular season games. But uh, he also had two all-stars up in the north. So mm -hmm. I don't expect them to. And up in yeah, the north. But those two all-stars were at the guard position. Yeah. Now he's got a power forward and a center. How do you win... How, how do you get to the playoffs? How do you win 45 games in the East with a power forward and a center, basically? that That's the question. That's what I Is it doable? Maybe. But I, I'm not putting money on it. Yeah. And the thing, too, with this whole like talk about the weak East and mm -hmm. just with yeah. you know the Pistons and everything, seven of the ten teams in here are from the East. And, th and two of the three teams in the West, we have talked about making the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And the only team we have in is the Kings. Kings. Who aren't making it, the playoffs. Because they're the Kings. And uh, this is, I mean, Kings. The, the Kings, too, is you look at them and they're just extremely young. And that's mm -hmm. why they're here. And that's why most teams are here. I mean, outside of the Pistons, outside I mean, of the literally Blazers. Literally the Kemba. Yeah, outside, no, outside of the Pistons, outside of the Blazers, outside of the Hornets. Yeah. Um, the, the, all these teams are extremely young. And the Grizzlies, all these teams are extremely young. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I think it's, it's to be expected, but also the biggest problem I see is you mentioned all these teams in the East, and it's like, all right, you're young, but when's the talent going to kick in? When are we actually mm -hmm. going to see results on the floor? Like, I know I want the Nets to be good, man. Mm -hmm. I really do. I really want them. And I, when you said in the last segment, we were talking about Jimmy Butler, you're like, don't do it. Don't make the move. Keep building. Keep drafting. You're making the right steps. I'm like, yes, I want to see a young core of Dinwiddie, Lavert, D'Lo, like, go out there, and I want to see them play together. I want to see that group grow together. So... 
I think that that's the team that I'm highest on out of the mm-hmm. out of the East. I think it's hilarious that the Hawks are higher than teams. Like we be honest, like the Hawks are a terrible team. But and I don't even know how. Like well, I think it's really it ends up being they have a good six man, and then they have or was it yeah they have a good six man, yeah. and then they have decent players at the two, the four, and the five kind of. Well, their six man was Jeremy Lin. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's kind of that, that was people. People even said we had Jeremy Lin too high. So mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Hawks should probably even be lower. Uh, I mean, Kent Bazemore or Kent Blazemore. Mm-hmm. Um, he was at 18 in our shooting guard rankings. I mean, yeah. that kind of boosted him up a little bit. I don't know. I, I the the team that's not in this grouping that finished at the bottom of uh, the Suns. yeah. I don't that's know how the Suns are 19. Because yeah. we're high on the talent. We're so. high on. That we're higher on the potential for their head coach. We'll get to that though yeah, later. Next time. Um, the th- last thing I just like you said yeah. you want the Nets to be good. Yes. I can't help but think, and it's not this bad because they haven't gone oh and like whatever. Like they haven't gone winless in a season. But I always see the Nets in the NBA the same way I see the Browns in football, where it's like you know one thing is going to be constant. The Nets are going to be bad, just like in football. And it's changing a little bit now, Yeah, and it could be changing for the Nets, too. But the constant has been since, like, like, they had kid and stuff and were in the finals. It's just, well, the Nets are just going to be bad. That's the thing is that I've actually seen the Nets win something in my life, and I have <laughs> yeah. never seen the Browns win anything in well, my life. Well, saw them win on Thursday. There, there's that. Uh, first time in 654 mm. days or whatever it was. It's Baker uh, time, Nets, baby. Nets have been it's to— Brady-like. Nets have been to a finals uh, mm-hmm. before in my life, so they're—, they're there we go. It's I mean, true. The Browns haven't done shit. Um, and again, the Nets, they just got screwed by that one trade. Yep. That one trade. Franchise changer. Uh, horrible move. And it's something that is still haunting them. But I don't know if they're the team I'm the highest on because I think you still have to throw the Kings in there. Because you look at okay. De'Aaron Fox. I love De'Aaron Fox. We yeah, look at Bogdanovich, great yep. player. Buddy Heald, again, we, he had that one half of a season uh, after he was traded for Boogie, we were like, oh, my God. This but he's still a great a shooter. I mean, yeah. Um, and we look at Marvin Bagley. We look at Harry Giles. There's a lot of question marks, especially with that health mm-hmm. um, and with that team. But the talent and the They've potential is there. got a chance to make there. a big jump in this next year, yeah. Like, at this time next year, do I think that if – if you, if you ask me, like, which one of these teams isn't in the 20 through 30 range, like, I would, I would target, like, a team like the, Knicks. the Kings – the Knicks and honestly, probably the Blazers again because that that's just weird. Why did you say the Knicks so quickly? Because it, it Can he only back in the rankings. No, if they if they had a <laughs> he will because I'm thinking oh, Butler if and they Kyrie. had Butler and Kyrie, there's no way they they'll probably be top ten, top fifteen for mm-hmm. sure. And then also I think you said a KP. KP wasn't yeah. in the rankings because I think at this point it almost looks like he's not going to play the year at all. Mm-hmm. So. And no, if, I mean that that'd be they're the easiest jump, yeah. Yeah. If we did add KP, that I mean he probably would be an eighteen. Well, where, where was where was the four for that team? Four was still decent because it was Kevin Knox, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, fourteen is around fourteen woo! points. He was around fourteen, fifteen in the ranking. So I mean, KP could have been top gets, ten. Oh, he would have been top ten. So yeah, that adds four points. So they wouldn't have gotten out even if KP was in. KP would have to be. Like one or two, <laughs> one or two, which he wouldn't have been. Yeah, no. he probably would have been like three or four. Um, it would have been close though. Yep. Yeah, uh, it, um, but it also, could have been 22, 21. But also, if we might have moved then Knox Kevin to Knox three. to the mm-hmm. six or to the three. Yeah. So 
before Knicks, another team gets knocked down. It's complicated. Knicks yeah. are definitely so many numbers. <laughs> Knicks are definitely a team that could could jump into the, the yeah. top twenty next uh, year. It's just I don't know the Kings. Do you, I think it's too early to say that they're going to make it out of this grouping next year. I would put. Oh, the I wasn't Hawks saying that. I just above. think they have the oh, most okay. potential. I oh, would. Okay. I would put the really? Hawks at a greater chance than the Kings. I disagree. Uh, mainly because if we see like Trey Young blow up this year and make a huge step into next year. Then that could be a reason why they move up next year. Well, I do. I do think he's going to blow up. But yeah, it, the bad connotation. Oh no, but oh, I mean, no. like if blow it's up. if it's good, then obviously they'll move up into the top. What's four. the record it, for most missed three pointers in a game and in a year? <laughs> I don't think the Rockets said it last year in the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. I mean, this is just a boring group of teams. Let's be honest. Are you kidding me? It's not boring. You've got young talent, you've got disappointing teams, mm-hmm. and you've got the Cleveland Cavaliers just holding and it. I feel and so sorry for Kevin Love. And you have bad contracts in the Grizzlies and the Hornets. I feel yeah, like it's true. that's the one thing I gotta say. I look at the numbers for the Cavs and like I see that 27 and I go, God, I feel sorry for Kevin Love. Like He shouldn't be on a team that is dead last in our well, rankings. And could you imagine going to Getting drafted by Minnesota mm-hmm. and then being like traded to Cleveland of all places mm-hmm. and then being I get to like play with LeBron, right, but but yeah. but but not just play with LeBron. You have to work for mm-hmm. LeBron. And you're the much. scapegoat that, for yeah. LeBron. You're the scapegoat of LeBron. And then you get the he cash. got his ring. You got the you got the ring in the cash. <laughs> yeah. But then you're and also wine, left without LeBron. You're left without Kyrie, and now you're just stuck in Cleveland. <laughs> Tanya, I could see him reverting to Fat K Love uh, so easily. I'd, like, love, I'd love it if he was still skinny Fat K Love. Oh, uh, skinny Fat K Love. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I don't think he's gonna get fat again. But he might be good. I fat. mean, hope, hopefully not. So I'm pretty sure that that also is like a mental thing too. So yeah, yeah no. Ho- hopefully he stays healthy. Hopefully he uh, he's also gets a good looking dude. Team. So I he's think incredibly he should, good looking. He should stay skinny. Yeah, I mean that guy's got mom like looks. he he's right in that range with uh, who's the guy you hate on the Grizzlies? Bad contract, Chandler Parsons. Chandler Parsons. Yeah, right, right in the same book. Yeah, but the team we Kevin Love can play basketball. Yeah, well, he can stay healthier. They're both injury prone. <laughs> I will take a healthy Kevin Love over a healthy Chandler Parsons. Yeah, no, no one's gonna argue that. God, that was my point. Um, <laughs> team we haven't talked about is team with twelve starters. How have the Magic fallen so flo- so far low? Like, because they still haven't made the trade we've been waiting for them to make. Straight up, baby. I, my I, thing is they're still just, waiting for it. We look at you know the, their rankings and Aaron Gordon is just <laughs> he's he's taken off. I mean he's up at uh, I think it was seven. seven yep. So mm-hmm. I mean shout out to Aaron Gordon for for being that good. Well, let's move 11 through 20, and we'll start at 20, the Los Angeles Clippers. At 19, we have the Phoenix Suns. At 18, we have the Chicago Bulls. At 17, we have the Miami Heat. At 16, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder. At 15, we have the Toronto Raptors. At 14, we have the Washington Wizards. At 13, we have the Los Angeles Lakers. 12, we have the Dallas Mavericks. And 11, we have the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, I know what some people are going to say if they're just coming in Mm -hmm. to this part because we're going to tag the teams, obviously. Mm -hmm. So if your team's, you know, like the Toronto Raptors at 15, this is because of our position rankings. We take all the rankings, add them up together, and this is how we aggregate this list. And that's the biggest one that stuck out to me. I know the Mavericks are way too high on this, uh, in in my opinion. The Suns are way too high on this. The Bulls are probably way too high on this. Uh, But the Raptors are the one that... Kind of sticks out to me the, the worst because this was a team that was number one in the East and upgraded. They got Kawhi Leonard. And the they Wizards, got, too. They got Danny Green. But the Raptors are a little bit worse because the Wizards, I think, if you you know look at the—I mean, they're, they're below the Wizards. They're a better team than the Raptors. Or the better team than the Wizards. Yeah. So, I mean, I look at the Raptors and it's just like, how are they this low? And where did we fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question. It's a good question. Because, I mean, like, look, Lowry's great. You know, he, we put him at eight. 
I think that's about right for his talent. Mm-hmm. I, I feel pretty good about that one. ESPN had him as a, I think it was 20th overall in the NBA as a player. I was like, that's ah, too high. That seems to be it high. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is like we took Danny Green and what OG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Danny Green and OG, and those those two guys like had we had. I, I know the big thing was Danny Green's obviously a great three and D player. He's aging though, and we're we're kind of. Uh, lowering our expectations, you know, trending for his age. I think that makes sense. OG, if we had switched him and Serge, uh, Serge and they, they probably Fred would, Van Fleet. they probably would have been a little bit higher. Um, so that's the one area where I'm like, all right, we we could asterisk this one for our Raptor friends. Well, and we didn't rank Siakam, we didn't rank Van Fleet. Like there was well, a lot a of guys. Bench. Yeah, there, there's a lot of guys on that bench that make that team yeah. so good. So if you could have like a bench score instead of a six man score, yeah. The Raptors would be a much better team. And also, again, we're, we didn't rank, I think, Kawhi, uh, Kawhi was two. Um, yeah. And he's not better than KD. But again, that was something where he was still coming off injury. We mm-hmm. were unknown last well, year. Um, and also, you know, Nick Nurse can prove to be a fantastic coach. We put right. him right in the middle because we don't know what he'll do as a head coach. But we know he has extreme promise from mm-hmm. what we've heard coming out of Toronto. And if he goes out and proves it, he's probably a top 10 coach. Yeah, what we saw out of his offensive schemes last year, like, he seems to have a very good feel for the game and for how to use his talent best. So mm-hmm. we're, we're all hoping there's there's a lot of promise there. Well, and another thing you got to think of, and if you're sitting there going, well, this team is too low, this team is there, there are, uh, like, another thing that plays into rankings, too, is other teams jump up, and Ooh. then that knocks someone down. Like, for example, the Lakers are above the Raptors this year. They weren't above them a year ago. That's Same with the Mavericks. Same with the Bucks. Like, yeah, no, that's the reasoning, but there are other teams that jump, and if they jump ahead of you, there's only one way one way for your team to go in a ranking, and that's down. So, I mean, really, I look at the Raptors, and it's like the two things is last year we had their guards and their power forward ranked in the top ten. Right. Now we only have two, and then or now we have coach for that, but then also the teams around you – got better ranking-wise. But also, their team got better. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm questioning. Like, their actual team yeah. got better, better than I'm, proved. And I'm going to be completely honest. This is going to pull the wool away. The, the Raptors, what? the wool, like, let them see From behind the eyes. curtain. Um, it's a curtain. curtain. The, the Raptors. The over the eyes is another. Yeah, the ra- mix analogies here. The Raptors at 100. The point is, 113 points for the Raptors. The Bucks These had 120. So, I mean... They could have easily been one or two people higher or lower and could have been an 11 team. There is like mm-hmm. a margin for the margin between them is almost the as close yeah. as the Western playoff standings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the Raptors, again, if you're coming in saying, oh, this is going to be the second best team in the East, I agree with you. So uh, this is not really predict- predicting mm-hmm. where they will finish. No. It's just going into the season, what do we think is going to be happening? What, what, what are we, you know, at least looking at positional-wise, compared to everybody else, they could upgrade. But a big part of the Toronto Raptors is that they work as a team. I think them in a team setting is going to be fantastic. And these rankings don't account for that. Exactly. It doesn't account for... Uh, depth. Depth. And well, also, not depth, but also um, uh, continuity. Like how yeah, they're going to play true, together. True. Um, so I think that's one thing that comes into it. The team that I think is extremely overrated, and we know why, is the Dallas Mavericks at 12. That's because of Dirk Nowitzki. His bum ass was, what, finished 11? or something. Was it 15? Was that high? Um, Dirk was extremely overrated. Oh, shit. Maybe it was a little Dirk high. Dirk ended yeah. up finishing at... Uh, what? Can someone check I'm it? I'm bad at math Damn. right now. He finished at... 
14. Okay, 14. so we finished at 14. So Dirk was extremely high in our in our rankings. Uh, if you want to find out, watch the power forward rankings 11 through 20. Um, if Dirk wasn't that high, you would take off, I think, you know, a couple spots away from him. I think if we put him at 20 where I thought he belongs, um, He they dropped down to probably, you know, seven spots down. They jumped down below the Heat and put them at 18, which I think is much more fair yep. for the Mavericks. So again, one overrating can absolutely screw your team or mess up your team rankings in a positive way. So yep. the Mavericks are at the 12th best team in the NBA, but that's the biggest one that jumps off to me. Like, whoa, holy shit, that's way too high. Yeah, we might uh, just have a smidge off on that one. And I, I see on the other side, I look at the Bucks and I go, how do they only get one point? Oh, that's right. They only got one. We only gave them one point. We literally ranked their shooting guard as the worst shooting guard. It was Tony mm-hmm. Snow. Yeah, which... To be fair, they've got better options. They really do. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got a former rookie of the year who, you know, isn't... You but know. we also think he's going to work better as the running the second unit, and also Snell can, sh- I think, shot is like 40% from three. Yeah, so he's he, a he good works, 3 player, but... You, you, you really lineup. wanted to put DiVincenzo on that list, Dante too. Dante DiVincenzo. <laughs> um, no, I'm just saying, like, that's one of those things where it adds into it, so that mm-hmm. could be a team that their talent actually is better than what we're saying, so they could have been a top-10 team Yeah, just as easily. And looking at it, let's just say, who do you think is the most overrated? Who thinks the most underrated? I mean, the the Suns have to be overrated. They have to be. They they were one of the worst teams in the league last year. Not one of the the worst team. They got and they didn't even get Sunsed. They <laughs> got their pick. Like and maybe that's maybe we're giving them too much credit with the pick because where did we put them? We gave them. Well, we gave T.J. Warren uh, a top five six man. Right. Uh, DeAndre Ayton was top fifteen center. Um, then Booker was top ten. And then small forward Josh Jackson, I guess, was... No, that would be power forward. So that was uh, Trevor Ariza. Yeah. So, I mean, like... That was before the Ryan Anderson trade. <sighs> and, yeah, that I think they're just overrated. Like, that's one of those things where it's... Yes, they've got a bunch of young talent. And then they've got Trevor Ariza as the veteran to lock it down. You know, him and Tyson Chandler. But, like, they don't have a fucking point guard. And that's the thing, too, is we look at who we ranked <laughs> for their They're not going to win games that one. Well, we look who we, we ranked for their point guard was Brandon Knight, and Brandon Knight's not even going to be a starter on that's the true. team he was traded to. So he's so probably going to be like a 10th man on that Houston Rockets team. So the team, yeah. the, the talent that you took away from, even lower, you take away the talent from that I'm team, sorry. you put them on an actual good team, and they're not even probably going to get like you know, move the needle. 20, 20 minutes per game mm-hmm. um, on that team. So The one thing I will throw out there, too, and this is the whole math thing with it, like you mentioned with the Suns point guard, we had him only two spots lower, even with the math. Like if we put that point guard dead last, they still would not. They, they still to, would be above the Clippers. They go negative. You don't have one. <laughs> you can't give someone a score if they don't have one. They, they literally forgot to sign a point guard. I maybe that, maybe they can get one from the Blazers because they got a ton of them. Right? They, they should reach out to the Blazers for a deal. Maybe they could soak up a bad contract. For you know, one of their future picks, or for one of these like eighteen wings they've got, who aren't going to get enough minutes, like mm-hmm. work something out. But yeah, no, that's a team where it's like we love Deb Booker. We, I want to love DeAndre Ayton. I want to love their wing depth. But at the same time, they haven't done shit. Mm-hmm. And putting them above teams who have, I mean, even to an extent, like the Bulls being right above them, it's like, yeah, I want to like you on paper. That team looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. But we're playing Jabari at small forward, likely. We've got a, a a guy who's coming off of an injury and Zach Levine. We've got I, even Chris Dunn coming off of a smaller injury, but still, like 
We got so many question marks. I think well, all the question marks were we're we trended towards a positive on mm-hmm. these rankings. I'll admit that. And Wendell was our center, and we literally devoted a whole segment to him because he was the only guy that was like young yeah. on, that, on that ranking. Like, That's true. is Wendell is, you know is Wendell Carter Jr. going to come in and? automatically be a top 20 center he's Al Horford, in the league basically. he's going to walk in the league and be Al Horford prime well we don't know that so that's now, the big thing is he, he could totally just you know not yeah. be great right away if they start Robin Lopez stunts his growth yeah. um, and, and totally screw him over so again it tends to favor youth because we have high expectations for them absolutely on what we're going to do and we also don't know what these young teams will come out and do again cohesive wise that's why we look at the Jazz last year I think the Jazz were in our you know barely in our top 20 last year and you know again they played phenomenally together 17 last year yeah they played phenomenally together and you know they get the bump because we see what they can do together as a unit and they're all the way up at you know in, in top 10 this year so a big thing with this is again we favor we end up favoring youth looking back at it yep. um and now you know we look at these young teams like the bulls the suns um even to that extent the hawks um who were at 23 um and even the mavericks at 12 um you 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 favor those players because you have high expectations where right. we think that teams like the spurs are going to fall off and we you know rank them a little bit lower than they should be even though again they're still top 10 yeah. Uh, and that's probably the same thing with the Wolves. When we're going to talk about them in the top ten as well. Young players with a star, mm-hmm. they're going to get overrated. Absolutely. Easily, too. I think the funny one for me is I look at that Heat team and I'm like, it's just typical Heat, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like they're a bunch of good, not great players, but they're going to get to the playoffs because they've got a genius head coach. They've got a great front office. And they make it work. They've got Goran Dragic out there leading the charge. They're going to have Dwayne Wade coming back again. Like, it, it just... It's the most heat thing. They're not. They're not world beaters, but they're going to get there. They are literally uh, Orlando Magic Plus. They're in a better city. They have a better team history. They came into the league around the, the same, same time. State they have a better history. Yeah, they're in a better city in the, in the same state. And they, you know, went with you know twelve fucking starters. But those guys are actually decent. And the Magic just found <laughs> the, the weirdest, worst twelve starters in the goddamn league. No, they team um, without a point guard. Huh? Another team without a point guard in the Orlando Magic. Yeah, DJ Augustine is their top point guard. Uh, so again, we look at the Heat. I think they're the only team that's fairly ranked at 17 because yeah. they're not I a think team that that's like, well, oh, they're great, but they're you know they're a good like, fine no, team. That's the Heat. Yeah, you can probably take the guys on their bench, put them into our starting lineup, and they're probably the 17 they don't move. again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's you know again n- neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Yeah, you look at 11 through 20, and there's nothing that really jumps off the table. I don't know what to, what do we talk about in years past about this stuff. I know I'm the host, but, like, I don't know. I'm tired. I mean, for me, the biggest thing would – the thing I look at is the teams that were jumping. And to me, it's – first off, the Lakers, obviously you get LeBron, but it's like are they going to be a team where maybe at the end of the year we look at them and we're like, okay, maybe they should have been a top 10 team. Um, I'm I'm thinking the opposite on you. I'm saying, like, maybe they should be a 10. I'm going to pull Ricky and cut you off, Ricky. All right, go ahead. Did anybody notice where the Thunder were last year? Like, dead last? Three. Mm. Three. Yeah, that's because we were very... You don't remember that? We were buying in the hype of the Thunder, and then the first week of the season was, holy shit, what happened to the Thunder? fourth point guard or something like that. He was now dead last in my rankings. was a point guard? A power forward. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like that's We're buying in the I, hype heavy. I the Wolves like, were two last year. Like, let me be honest. You. Where it's like, you were smoking just, that Wolves just, pipe. Just take it with I a grain of salt. Too high. <laughs> um, I mean, for me to answer your question you asked a while ago of biggest, who's too high, who's too yeah. low? 
Clippers to me might be too low in this ranking because um, they could be a play. They're more likely going to be a playoff team over the Suns and the Bulls. Will probably be a well, better team sure, record wise than the Heat. They are probably a little bit too low. The Mavericks are an easy team to say that they're overranked a little bit, but I mean. They won like twenty two games last year. No, I know. I but they literally intentionally the thing is, admitted it out loud. The <laughs> hype of you gotta look at like Luca we're kind of medium with, but like Carlisle's really high. They add DeAndre Jordan to that People team. People wanted Carlisle higher. Yeah. Which surprised mm-hmm. me. I told I was trying to defend him on the coaches well, thing. He had nothing but success throughout Sean's, his career. Sean's a Carlisle guy. Yeah. Um they're probably the easiest answer for Overrated. too high. Um, but I mean, I want to get back that, to your Lakers thing about mm-hmm. them possibly getting into the top ten. Yeah, because I don't agree with that at all. And again, we talked about you know overrating mm-hmm. and having high expectations for young players outside of LeBron James, who's an easy number one. I'm not yeah. going to argue that. We look at Lonzo Ball, young player; Brandon Ingram, mm-hmm. young player. Uh, you know, Kyle, uh, Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma. I, I don't think we ranked him though. He we? was not ranked Rondo because we had Rondo six man. Um, but then, you know, again, we look at the young players in this team that we did rank. I feel like most of them were overrated, and it helps that you have LeBron James. I don't think this is a top 10 team in the NBA when it's all said and done. I mean, Lonzo could have been higher. I mean, Josh Hart maybe next year could get better. You know, he might take over that starting mantle. No, he might take over yeah. the starting mantle, though. Mm-hmm. And there KCP. were even, I if I'm misremembering our comment section, there were people that even wanted Luke Walton. A little bit higher. I thought Luke. that he was a better head coach than we had it. I got a d- uh, DM uh, saying mm-hmm. that Luke Walton's the worst coach in the NBA. Okay. Yeah. I, he's one of those guys. We haven't seen what he's done with talent. What, basically, he had a bunch of young yeah. kids, and he was just wrangling cats. The reason why I say the Lakers, though, is, and of course, these rankings don't put into record-wise. We've said that. But right. when we look at records-wise, there are only four teams in the top ten that we'll have that I could see maybe having a better record than the Lakers this year. Because mm-hmm. my hot take has been Lakers to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. And the only way they're going to do that is if they don't meet the Warriors in the second round. Yeah. yeah. And looking at, at least last year, and just kind of seeing like how valid are our rankings, I mean, we look at the top ten, all of them made the playoffs except for one, and it was the Clippers who missed by like two, game, oh, two mm-hmm. games, not even. Uh, the You're War- talking last year. Yeah, Warriors, Wolves, Thunder, Celtics, Rockets, Cavs. Spurs, Clippers, Wizards, Raptors, all those teams made the playoff. Then we look at 11, Heat were there. They made the playoffs. 12, Nuggets missed by a game. 76ers were there. At uh, 13, they made the playoffs. Lakers at 14, we overrated them a little bit. 15, Mm -hmm. uh, we have the Pelicans. Like The only teams that we really screwed up were the Jazz, Blazers and Pacers, I think, and Bucks, but also the Bucks. But the I mean, thing was that it's the Bucks barely made it into the playoffs, and they have Giannis. Yeah. And outside of Giannis, mm-hmm. that's the have... thing. That's the wonderful thing about basketball is yes, this team might have one great player, but that one great player is so much better and has so much impact on a game that mm-hmm. he can drag a team kicking, screaming a team of average mm-hmm. players into the playoffs. And they also didn't have Bledsoe last year too, so they yeah, added true. a guy at who the time adds him up, and they also have a better coach. Yeah, and I mean, Budenholzer. if we're gonna look at last Dude. year, the Lakers and the Mavericks. Aren't that crazy? Because the Lakers were at 14, like you said. They only rise one spot. By adding from LeBron James. By adding know, LeBron crazy. James, they rise one but spot. And the Mavericks so jumped four spots by adding Luka Doncic. And we had Luka ranked lower Dirk in got that. ranked higher somehow <laughs> by hitting age 40. No, Ricky like, ranked him higher. No, yeah, like Dirk's overall ranking. ranking is higher, I think, than last year. No, time. I, I think, think so. It was just in Ricky's. Oh, okay. That's what I was screaming about. Okay. Regardless, though, I... I yeah, the Lakers, we were way too high. And Dirk I remember was having... 10 last year. He was okay. 14 That's this insane. year. That's mm-hmm. insane. Um, I remember having the conversation with you, Sean, about 
you know, the the Lakers being three years away from being a like a playoff team, playoff caliber team. And they did it. <laughs> well, we'll see if they do it. Yeah. And yet to be done. Well, but I think they will. It's one of those things where I look at this team. I look at that team last year. And I'm like, all right, we, we really like Julius Randle, I guess. You know, we really thought they'd be good. And they were all right. You know, they just had injuries and shit getting in the way. So. Well, I hate to throw them under the bus again, but also you ranked Monta Ball 10th last year in point guards. So that threw off the point guard ranking. Wait, I ranked Monte Ball, the running back no, from. No, Lonzo. Oh, okay. I had Lonzo. He in the ranked top Lonzo ten. top 10. You said Monte. Did I? Yeah. I know what you meant. I was but, like, but that's Wisconsin the same running Mont- back? Why did he say Monte but Ball? That, but that's another thing. Know. Yeah, I had Lonzo at Jesus 10, Christ. but overall, Lonzo <laughs> was at 17 last year. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas, but if you put him in a regular ranking, he would have been like 24. Yeah, it would have been a that's little lower. Point. Where I mean, but that this, been, that's a seven point difference. This year, we had Lonzo Ball at 18. So it's not like he changed way too much. I put him at a more reasonable 16. And he still was at my, 17, my, 18. My point, but is, point that is that the that Lakers wouldn't have been as high as they were last year if you mm-hmm. didn't put Lonzo at 10. Yeah. So And he didn't deserve that ranking all right, at all. They would have fell to like 18 instead of 14. Yeah, which is a little bit more fair. <laughs> They're yeah. at the bottom half. They're not a playoff mm-hmm. team. Uh, yeah. I, I, again, I, I just look at you know most of these. and I The think Wizards that, are an average coach away from being a top 10 team. <laughs> Literally just an average coach would get them there. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about that. We were top ten last year. We had them at nine last year. Yeah, and we get we've gotten colder on Scott Brooks. Yeah, uh-huh. all this really changed. changed on the team. <laughs> kind of upgraded their center. I mean, yeah, Howard's better than Gortat. So I mean, that that's it, it makes they sense. They got better, but yet they dropped in our rankings. That's how things. Because Scott Brooks sucks. He's so. You guys bad. finally realized it. He's so bad. Yeah, so that's not on me. They fell because of. I think it's easier to hate him. After another year of losing the playoffs, it's just... Space. Well, it's like... <laughs> it's not just that. <laughs> just look at um, his face. He's got a punchable face. It's what I said in the coaches yeah. segment. It's it's just... You look at his time, and it's like... The only reason you were as good as you were in making it to, like, conference finals and stuff is because you had KD on your you team. You Along with Russ and then James Harden at that one point. So it's like... The dynasty that wasn't. That's basically the only reason you were there is because you had great players with you. If we put you in a different spot or take KD away from you, you don't make the playoffs. And I don't feel too guilty because I think that it would have been a tie if if I did move him up one spot, um, Scott Brooks, because then it would have been a tie with him and Luke Walton. Um, yep. Because I think Tom Thibodeau is now the worst coach in the NBA with everything that's happening. <laughs> this is all uh, GM which work, makes though. me hate Scott Brooks more. So he he's there because of his GM work, I, not no, because of his no, coaching. I, again, I. I, I've been saying he needs to be fired last year, so mm-hmm. I think that again he's he t- she deservedly takes it. If Ricky can blame Pop for the Kawhi stuff, I can blame Tom Thibodeau for fucking up the Jimmy stuff and bringing in fourteen elderly home, you know, elderly uh, home what? patients into <laughs> the fucking Timberwolves locker room. One wrong argument does not mean that you can validate your wrong argument. Whatever. Um, but looking at this, which teams are going to be in the playoffs? Which teams have no chance? Um, I mean, clearly, Bulls playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> Bulls are going to be the eight seed this year. Am I going to be on that train again like I was Art? two years I'm, ago? I'm, no, I last year. Won't. No, it was two years ago two years when ago. they made it with Rondo. Yeah. Um, that was my year where I said they'd be the eight seed, and everyone laughed at me. But, but I also okay. think I you said, right. correct me if I'm wrong, but I also think you said that Bulls have a shot at the eight seed last year. Oh, I said there, the there's season. always a shot. But that's, when I said it last year, it's more like when Mark goes Super Bowl, Super Bears. Mm-hmm. Um it wasn't. I, I, but I know when Mark's joking, and I don't know when you're joking. No, um, you never do. That's the that's the beauty of it. No, it's, and it's f- the beauty infuriating. Of it. <laughs> um, teams that I do think that will make the playoffs: so Bucks, Lakers, Wizards, 
Raptors, Thunder, Heat. That's about it. Heat. Heat. No clip? Did you say Clippers? I wouldn't lock it in. Okay. Because they I, haven't I've, secured Jimmy Butler yet. Yeah, locking. If they, if they get Jimmy Butler without giving up Shea, oh, so they give up what, your proposed package of Jerome Toby and Toby and Jerome and a pick. Do they get are they are a playoff, they playoff team? team? This year. No. Well, I don't even think the Wolves are making it with Jimmy Butler. So I, I think that that already frees up a spot, but that spot's being taken by the Nuggets. Right. Um, I think it makes it out? interesting. Could the Blazers fall off? They don't hit a hot streak. That's that's a good point. That's a good one. Uh, but also that the Lakers still need to make it in. Uh oh. So too many teams I mean, in the West. that's yeah. So I, I think that too the Clippers aren't a first sure kitchen. Lock. Okay. Even with Jimmy Butler, I think it's it's All not right. a first sure thing. Because no, they also have to gel right away. And that's oh, not I, I, I don't think they're a playoff team this year. So. Um, but I think they've got enough like playoff ready pieces that that they could mm-hmm. compete. So uh, Blazers should probably be here, um, and the Grizzlies should probably be here if we're probably throwing one team, and obviously the Bulls and Suns should probably be out. Yep. But that's and Mavericks and should be lower. Think of it this yeah. way: if there's anything Cavs fans can take with a little bit of solace, it's that hey, you know what? The Bulls were last last year. Now they're 18. We'll be mm-hmm. last this year in the rankings, and then next year they'll be in the top 20. And in 2016, <laughs> the Nets were the last team, so you could be the Nets. <laughs> so congrats, you could be you could be 24 in two years from now. Um, and also the Pelicans are 29 in, in 2016. And the Sixers are 28. Well, let's jump into the top 10. We're going to start off at 10. And we have the Minnesota Timberwolves at 9. We have the Indiana Pacers. At 8, we have the San Antonio Spurs. At 7, we have the Utah Jazz. At 6, we have the New Orleans Pelicans. At 5, we have the Denver Nuggets. At 4, we have the Philadelphia 76ers. At 3, we have the Houston Rockets. At 2, we have the Boston Celtics. And at one, we have the Golden State Warriors. What the fuck are you guys watching on Dave's computer? My computer decided to die. His oh, computer died? Well, so, like a pinwheel of death. All mm. of a sudden, it goes, connection to the remote PC is trying to reconnect. So I, I had a remote desktop connection for my work computer. No, no, no. I've got charge. Mm-hmm. I eat pinwheel because Microsoft remote desktop decided that it was going to try to connect to a computer that it doesn't have network access to because I'm not on VPN. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I love the NBA. Uh, too. Uh, yeah, let's me jump too. into the final <laughs> the final rankings though. And the big thing I want to talk about is uh, when we first did this in 2016 mm-hmm. uh, for the final rankings, it's the 76ers were at 28, and yeah. now they're all the way up well, to four. Good. Is the process completed, Dave? I mean, I would say the process is nearing completion. I would say at the start of this time next year, the process will be complete. What defines the process being completed? Is it a finals win? Mm-hmm. That's for what me, I think. It, for me, it's not. For me, it is the end of accumulating top ten talent, like or right, right around there. Because I know like Zaire Smith wasn't top ten, but you know what I mean. Mm. Um, I think it, it's like, but well, hold on. Having, they, they acquired M- Mikael Bridges, who was top ten talent. There you go. And then they traded him for yep. a pick and yep. Smith. And that pick is a couple years down the road anyway, but that yeah. pick could likely be in a trade coming soon. So no, I think that what they built is an awesome team i love this roster and you know fight me if you think they're gonna be bad but like i i just don't think people want to give them credit because it worked like this is one of those scenarios where it's like you can't i know there's like the level of like sam presti or not sam presti um hinky is like a golden god and can do no wrong but like you have to admit <laughs> losing a bunch of games and getting great draft mm-hmm. picks year after year after year you're going to hit on some of those. And guess what? Generational talent in Ben Simmons. Generational talent in Joel Embiid. Someone who is a really good player in Dario Sarge. Someone who could be a really good player in Markel Fultz. 
and you find gems like Robert Covington, mm-hmm. like uh, TJ, you know, the goat off the bench. Like, they've got... I, Great veteran assets as well. I yeah. mean, obviously, uh, you had Marco Bellinelli and Ursan Ur- 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 last Ur- year. Ur- and we see JJ. JJ Redick. Yep. Like, it has given them so much flexibility to build this roster and carve it out however they want to. They're bringing over Joel and Bolden this year. Like, they've got so many pieces. It, it's something that I love, and a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, but they suck. I'm like, would you take four years of losing to have that roster? Yeah. Yeah, I think it would. Mm-hmm. The only one that I'm kind of like, eh, about is the whole, the Joel thing. Because not saying Joel's not good. Yeah. But, like, when we go back to that draft, it was, I always saw the 76ers pick him because they're like, good, we can have him just sit and develop and we can still tank. Now, he was we the can best talent in the draft. Games. He got hurt before the draft. Really the only one before the draft that was saying an injury could play into that. The only one I heard saying, like, yeah, he's the best one in the draft. Was his coach in college? Where you hear the story of like no, he was he was the consensus got, one literally until his injury. Because you've got, but I'm saying injury played into that too. But yeah. even after the injury, the only one still saying like, yeah, he was like he should still go number one. Well, people were afraid of getting Greg Oden. Sutton. Exactly. I'm not saying that you should have. Well, yeah, you should have taken him number one if you're Cleveland. But yeah, I mean, with the 76ers, we're seeing phase one has been complete. Phase one was. We're going to suck for a few years, and I'm only looking at this as our rankings. Yeah. We're going to suck for two years. Third year, we're going to be great. Now we're in playoff mode for that when it comes to the 76ers. They need to learn how to win in the playoffs. Yeah, they won a playoff series. They but a when they, series. But when they ran into a team that was better head coached and played better than them in the playoffs, they lost. They need to learn how to win in the playoffs. It'll take this year, next year— to be that team, then we'll be in phase three where it's like, all right, we're making a finals run and we got to learn how to win in the finals. I win still think at the highest stage. The process is completed, though, once the, the team is finished. And I think mm-hmm. we're not done yet with what the team's doing, at least for Philadelphia. Yeah. I think just the finals would be the cherry on top. Um, I think you, it's well, obviously the goal, the goal you should shoot for. Well, the, the, I think you're yeah. still right now. The goal is just to make sure that you know, you're you're competitive. You're making the playoffs for multiple straight years. You won 50 games. Mm-hmm. Now, once you've done that for I think two straight years, and you you're able to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, then that goal changes to let's complete the process. Let's win the finals. Yeah. I'll say this, and this goes back to a Patreon segment that you, I, and Jake had one of the weeks that Dave was sick, mm-hmm. where we talked about the 76ers. The process will be finished. Not only when the team is done, when you know it's that next phase that I talked about where it's like, all right, Brett Brown, you did some good things for us. You developed this talent, but it's time for us to get a head coach that that is going to then turn this team into that championship contender. Because I think that's a part of it, too, where I think that Brett Brown's a good head coach. But I don't see him being the who, one to win the finals better? with them. Who are they going to go after and get? I'm not saying there's a specific name. But, but like, if you're I'm, bringing this up, then what? what's that next goal? Who is that next guy? I wish I could tell the future, but I can't. I don't think Brett Brown's going to get canned, especially saying, with them bringing Elton Brand. Especially him being there, picking Elton Brand to be the next guy who you know takes over, obviously, the job from Brett Brown. Brett Brown has so much power in that organization. Mm-hmm. Brett Brown has so much trust in that organization. I think you know unless he has you know catastrophic... Playoff performances again. Yep. If he's able to learn from his playoff performances, I don't see a reason why they fire Brett Brown. No, I, I completely agree. And I, I, Ricky, in order for a coach to come available, like, are you saying like Steve Kerr, Eric Spolstra, Pop, one of those guys are going to come available? I that, may, maybe it's something where I'm not going to say exactly Steve Kerr, but the Steve Kerr 
thing that happened with the Warriors where, hey, you got Mark Jackson who developed this team and then it was Steve Kerr that was the one that brought them over the hump, made them like, yeah, would Mark Jackson have been a championship coach with them? We never know. We'll never be able to see that. Right. That's how I see the 76ers. If I see as Brett Brown, the guy who develops this talent, and then two, three years from now, they make the switch to a coach. Do I know who that coach is going to be? No, but a coach who they feel this is the guy who can win a championship with the team that the process has kind of accumulated and set in place. I disagree, but it's neither here nor there. Um, but again, shout out to the 76ers and what they're they're, they're going to do. I mean, they, they're going to be a top four team in the East no matter what yep. um, this year. Outside of injury, I think that's probably the only no matter what. You know, if injuries happen, it's probably going to— Even gonna... with injury, they've still got enough guys coming back that you don't know. Like, <laughs> there, there's, there's a good but chance. But I think it depends on the severity of the injury. You know, right. If, it's if another... you lose Ben Simmons for, for the year yeah. and Mark Fultz is not able to do mm-hmm. what I expect out of him— then yeah, well, maybe you'll be in trouble. And my thing too is like we saw Joe go down last year, and they went on a 15 game winning streak. Like I don't think that's going yeah. to, happen, but but that's not going to be the norm. Like they're yeah. not going to lose their best one of their best players, <laughs> and then be like, oh yeah, we're going to win 15 straight games. We're going to have like, incredibly hot shooting yeah. and incredible defense. That's not going to be something that's going to happen consistently. So, um, and the other thing I want to bring up, just going back to what you brought up about Joe in the 2014 uh, draft, mm-hmm. even if the Cavs took him, he wouldn't be on the team. Because yeah, be they would have the traded them to the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Could you fucking picture Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid next to each other? <laughs> Could you imagine that? Maybe we're Because they're to... still the worst team the next year and they get Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, maybe. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> maybe, maybe Jimmy Butler's not asking for a trade if that's the case. I don't know if Jimmy's on that team or not. <laughs> that's, it. Like, that's it. That's disgusting. You have the one of the best offensive you know, forwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. You have the probably the best, you know, two yeah, way. best two way outside of Anthony Davis. Outside of Anthony Davis, um, the Bulls might have been Jesus. like, "Hey, we need this Joel Embiid guy in the trade." That if, if you want Butler, we got to uh, get Joel. Joel could be a that, mis- that mystery package. <laughs> oh God, could you imagine that? Quit, quit getting my hopes up here, Sean. Could you imagine reality. We live in reality. Let's jump and back. Instead, that team is just gonna. They're good. Yeah. Well, let's not talk about bottom dwellers, and let's talk yeah. about teams that are in the top ten. Let's Yikes. get out, get away from the Bulls. Um, but the team that I want to talk about now is the Warriors, and it's really the point total. You brought it up last uh, segment. Doesn't um, matter what happened. Yeah, we we added together all of the uh, rankings. So if you were one, you got thirty points. If you were thirty, mm-hmm. you got one point. If you were fifteen, you got fifteen points. Because it's golf simple. scores is hard. Yeah. So if you got, you know, if you had number one players across the board, you would have had thirty points. The Warriors had thirty, twenty nine, thirty, twenty eight, twenty seven, twenty, and twenty nine. For a total of 193 points, literally almost had a perfect score of 200, which is absolutely insane. They were seven points away from having a perfect score. And we look at the difference between, you know, 30 and 28, the Kings and the Cavs. Mm -hmm. That's seven points right there. Absolutely ridiculous. The distance between the Warriors and the Celtics as well. 193 points to 167. What universe do the Warriors not win a finals this year? None. Like they're they're gonna win it over the Celtics. Like that's what's gonna be LeVar our gym. ball goes Tanya Harding on that Warriors locker room. <laughs> the, whole locker, getting why LeVar? the whole locker room. Not like Lonzo's gonna do it, but Lavar? But why would Lonzo do it? And that's what I'm saying. Lonzo wouldn't do it. But no, but why, why what's the balls? 
idea. Lakers championship. Okay. Yeah, Lakers then Duh. beat the Warriors in the conference finals. Well, go to the finals. How are they going to win? LeBron, LeBron, if, he's, if he's crowbar and knees, <laughs> how are the Warriors going to play? See, <laughs> this is too far-fetched because LeVar's not going to do it because it's going to get traced back to him. Lonzo's obviously not going to do it because no, he has too much to lose. LaMelo's not going to do it. LiAngelo's already a criminal. Let's just have him do it. <laughs> so, I, I would say let <laughs> I thought about that. I'm proud of myself. It's <laughs> oh, good, Sean. That's good. Did you say Lamelo's a criminal? No, Leangelo. Leangelo. Okay. Lamelo's got too much to lose. Yeah, no, he's be a that's, pro player. I, I thought you confused the the no, ball twins. Uh, you can confuse those triplets geniuses. in your head. They're not triplets or twins. <laughs> I know they are brothers. Yeah, brothers. I'm gonna call them the triplets because there's no. three of them. They're, they're like a deck. No. Nope. Anyways, uh, the distance between That's the Warriors and the Celtics happens. is stupid. That's the only way it happens. Mm-hmm. They literally are too talented to lose. Even if they lose KD. Yep. Really? Yep. They lose KD for the whole season. Yep. Well, they were the best team without KD. They're... And they add Boogie. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Like I keep How? forgetting that they added Boogie. Like, and the only reason fair. I forget that they added Boogie because he won't be there to day start one. the season. But here's yeah. the thing. Even though they were the best team without him in the regular season, they mm-hmm. still they almost lost this year. Without Boogie, obviously, uh, and Steph was 100% Rockets, yeah. to the Rockets. And they still lost in the finals to the Cavs and the and, 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 to in, the Cavs and LeBron. Game. Yeah, but in, that in was more of like a, like... That was a pity game. Exactly. It was exactly... It was the gentleman sweep, is what they call it. Like the year before, it's you win three, you lose the one, you win the last one. What are like, you talking about? The, the gentleman sweep of you no, let the I'm other team get one. No, I'm talking about the year before they had KD. Oh, when they okay, you're lost. blocking the final. Yes. I thought you were so saying when they, they lost the game. Before they had KD, okay. when they were oh, the best team in the regular okay. season, they lost in the finals without right. KD. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is that the only way if they lose KD for the whole year and he's not coming back? They lose KD and they lose someone else. Like Steph. They literally have to lose two people. Really? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think it's if they Steph lose KD, plus. I think it gets definitely, it gets much closer. Quinn Cook cannot be the starting point guard in this team. That's all I'm saying. You know, like is Steph, Steph's more valuable to the team. KD's a better player. You know what they'll do? The guy they just signed to, like I think it's the what is it? Exhibit ten. Are you talking about Tyler Eulis? Tyler Eulis then would be the starting point guard yeah, for the, the Golden State Warriors. Team. Why not? <laughs> I mean, height's not a problem. I mean, they got Steph. The big thing with Steph when he Steph's came got in six is, inches on him. No, this, I know, but the big thing with Steph's Steph like six was three, isn't he? Steph yeah. wasn't the tallest guy to where it's like, man, he's small, doesn't play defense, he ain't gonna do anything, and then he revolutionized the game shooting. He still doesn't play defense. No, he doesn't. But he doesn't have to. I I don't know. I honestly don't, don't think Steph is the most valuable player on that team. Like no, most it's KD. I think it's KD. Yeah, I don't know. With the, I mean, but that with doesn't the way matter that, to Steph. With with I mean, with uh, you could take Steph off that that those two teams that just won the finals yeah. against the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, I think they still win because yeah. of what KD did in the playoffs. KD's really good. You, you take off Steph, I think. I, I think you take off KD. I think mm-hmm. LeBron beats him one of those years. Mm, maybe. KD's been so good. I know he's shoot, yeah, but he's been so good because he's got three fucking all stars around him. That's why I think if you take him away. I think that's why they lose. I think he's still got two all stars around him with Clay and, uh, and Trey. Trey. That again, he's he can still produce like a monster. I think I think you've got the <laughs> wrong say, and Boogie. You've no, got the wrong opponent though. If without KD, it's not LeBron Rockets. that beats them. It's James Harden that beats them. I totally it's agree. The Rockets. I think the Rockets them. would mm. beat them. I think this year that like, do you think the Rockets stand a chance with their like hilarious roster of Carmelo, Brandon Knight? And, you know, I don't know. I just, I look at that team 
And I'm like, if Michael Carter Williams gets playing time, <laughs> that's the main defeat. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if any team in the West can be. I don't know. I don't think any team in the NBA can, we can have be the, in the conversation. General. Can we just have the conversation? Is Eastern All Stars versus the Warriors. Uh, Warriors? So we're taking the best best player from each team. Or should we use our rankings? <laughs> yeah, take the best player from okay. the East and, so the and best, build a the, team. You're the talking about just the from, East. Yeah, yes. the best point guard from the East, which would be uh, Kyrie. So Kyrie's your your point guard. Then at the shooting guard, you would have uh, Oladipo. Then at the small forward, you would have Kawhi. Um, then at the power forward, you would have Giannis. Oh, yeah. no, the East beats him. I mean, at the center position, you would have Joe. So that's, that's and Kyrie. Three, and that's your Kyrie. sixth man would be Reek. Tyreek that's the Evans. six man? Yeah, because he was number one. He was the number one six man was Tyreek Evans. Jesus that's, Christ. Yeah, they, they might have okay. a slight advantage there. But. So it's And the coach of that team would be Brad Stevens. So you're taking a Brad Stevens led. <laughs> That's a close matchup. Kyrie Irving, Victor Oladipo, Ky- Kawhi Leonard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jesus, the defense. <laughs> uh, then Giannis mm-hmm. and Joe. I think I think the East wins. I think it's a toss up. I think it Come goes, on. I think it could go to seven. I think it's a series. It could definitely go I to think seven. It's a series. Okay. It's better than what we've been getting. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's just wind Me, it up. Ky- 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 Kyrie powers unite this <laughs> on the East side. Kyrie versus Steph. Steph wins, mm-hmm. yeah. but we've seen Kyrie play well against Steph in the finals. Yeah. Go toe-to-toe against him. Victor versus Clay. I give it to Clay. I give it to Vic. Clay, Victor's de- a better all-around player, but Vic's, Vic's shooting Clay's and defense. defense. Yeah, I give it to no, Clay. No, I think Vic's a, Vic's a better defender than Clay. Victor, Victor Oladipo was a defensive player of the year candidate this year. Clay wasn't. Clay yeah. defense in Clay the playoffs, slipping. though, what yeah. we watched him do. I mean— LeBron got by Vic. We didn't are get putting, by Kawhi. Or we, didn't get by uh, the Warriors. I know the Warriors we, got a lot more talent, though. Okay, but Clay is not guarding, guarding LeBron, LeBron and neither is Vic. Um, he did during that. Yeah, it was Boji. It was uh, Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. Um, Boyan. So I, I think that, I mean, we look at the. De- I mean, Victor Oladipo oh, next know. to Giannis and Joel Embiid and Kawhi Leonard. That That's an all defensive team right there. Minus I'm, Kawhi, take, or minus Kyrie, I I'm taking the East with Brad Stevens. Are you? I'm, I don't think it's even close, actually. I think they win by 50. What? Yeah. What? No. No, I think it's closer. I'd still pick the Warriors. Really? Yeah, I still would. Healthy Boogie. Healthy KD. Healthy Kevin, Draymond. The only, healthy, this is healthy, no, healthy, yeah. healthy both teams. Yeah. Because the only thing that the Warriors would have that those All-Stars would not is chemistry. That's like, not true because DeMarcus is new. Yeah, okay, one four person. Four out of six. But four of, four of the six people, five of the six, because the six-man two is, yeah. has always been there. It's, it's They know each other like the back of their hand. Like, they could do this and know, hey, Kevin Durant's standing there. I don't know. I think That to, Warriors offense, though. I think Embiid, Embiid has a chance to, like, I, DeMarcus, we haven't seen him in this, in this you know, role, in, in playing in as a team player mm-hmm. like this. Um, he's always been the guy or the second guy, but he's always been getting his. We don't know if he'll be getting his on the Warriors, and that's a big concern for me. And also defensively against Embiid, I'm not sure if he would do a great job because I think he'd, he'd be in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it, it, the uh, games between Boogie and Embiid uh, was... You have only played in one? Yeah, that makes uh, sense because DeMar- uh, uh, DeMarcus got hurt. DeMarcus put up 37-5, three steals, two blocks. Uh, Joe put up 25-8-1-2-1, one, uh, 1-2-2. And when was that? Uh, this was December 26, 2016. So that was young Yikes. Joe. Yeah. I would say, I'm, I'm taking Joe in that matchup. 
because Joe is much bigger. He's super fierce, and he's not going to take game uh, plays off. Giannis versus Draymond, I'll take Giannis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we look at KD and Kawhi. That's close. And I think if anyone, if anyone could stop, really. <laughs> if anyone could stop Kawhi and KD, or if anyone could stop, stop KD, it's KD Kawhi. It's Kawhi. Yeah. So I mean, defensively, it's going to slow it down. And offensively, I mean, you have two great off defensive guards on Steph and Clay. Mm-hmm. And I think that Oladipo might get the edge over Clay. If you if you have Clay, <laughs> if you have a Clay led team and you have a Vic, Victor Oladipo team, that's team, not we're asking them. And the same same team. But no, I know. I, I just I you're, think it'd be very interesting. Point that doesn't have anything to do with this. And also, we have the best coach apparently in the mm-hmm. in the league on the, uh, coaching these guys. Second best on the other side. Like this is one two in my no. matchup no, when Pop it comes was two, to. I thought. I thought no, Steve Kerr was two. Pop was three. Yeah, because Steve Kerr was, was two. Yeah, we got one two in our rankings for I'll, coach. I'll take I'll take the East. Mm-hmm. Let us well, know what you think. Would you take the East All Stars or would you take the Western got, uh, the Western Conference All Stars and the Warriors? I got an alternate one to throw at you too because if we did the same thing for the West then that we did to the East, yeah. take away Draymond, take away Boogie, and take away take Clay. away no Andre Iguodala, add LeBron, AD, and Eric Gordon, and that's our best players from the West. No, wouldn't no James Harden? Yeah, James right. Harden. So take Kawhi away and put in James Harden. So be. Steph, James, James Harden, Harden, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant LeBron, LeBron, AD, and then um, you would have Stupid. Eric Gordon coming off the bench. Yeah. All right, that's a, that's a crazy <laughs> team. Um, I'll take the West. I think Dave's, Dave's dead that Steve Kerr yeah, he wasn't, was two. Yeah, um, it was ridiculous that you put him at six. Anyways, uh, that's mostly the talk of, I guess. Well, the, the other team I want to talk about is, is the uh, the Nuggets. We have a mm-hmm. finishing at five. They um, could be the eighth seed this year, Yeah, in my I mind. Think, I think this is a team that, again, is young, and that's why they're this high. Um, we look at Jokic, we look at Murray, we look at um, Will Barton, we look at the players that we put in there, and Millsap obviously is a great veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they get ranked this high, and I think it's still something that could be validated. I don't think they'll be the the uh, fifth best team in the NBA, but I still have them as a three seed in the West. I The only thing that I'm, and I know how we do the rankings, but the only thing, it's fun to look at these after the fact, because if you ask me to rank them without Doing what we just did, mm-hmm. I would probably have the Pelicans and the Jazz and the Spurs and the Pacers above the Nuggets. You'd have. Uh, I would have the Pelicans, Jazz, Spurs, and Pacers who are below the Nuggets at the above the Nuggets, basically. I'll throw scissors at you next. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that I think that the Nuggets have more talent than the Pelicans do. Mm-hmm. I think they have more talent than the Spurs do. More talent than the Pacers and uh, Pacers do. Um, I think the biggest thing that puts them at least regular season over the Nuggets would be coaching. So we look yeah. at the Pels, we look at the Jazz, we look at the Spurs, we look at the Pacers again. I think co- coaching is a big thing uh, that puts them over uh, the Nuggets. But again, the Nuggets, I think they, they, they're still a young team if they come together. I think that's the thing is like you you look at that future of that team and the ages associated with all the players. It's like okay, they're set for the future if if they find that key synergy like between these players and how to work it out like. They were minutes away from being a playoff team, like mm-hmm. minutes. So I, I just look at that team like they're stacked. They're going to be great, and, and we're not even talking about their draft pick, which mm-hmm. is it, it could be anything. It's a mystery box. It could be a boat. It could be a boat, man. It could be a boat. The, um, the question I want to ask is the team we talked about at the beginning. Yeah. How far do the Wolves fall? Because they're not going to be a top ten team when we do this next. When we do Jimmy rankings Butler won't be on the team in about so, a week. Uh, Tom Thibodeau either could not be on that team. How far do they fall? Uh. Probably below the Thunder. 
yeah. near the heat. So like 16 and below yeah. or 17 yeah. and below? Because they're not, I mean, their one-two punch isn't as good as Russ and mm-hmm. PG-13. And that starting lineup is not great. And mm-hmm. Roberson's, you know, a really good player. So I think ends up, you know, with Cat and Wiggins probably around below the, the, the Thunder. because, mm-hmm. And I think Jimmy ends up being the highest ranked player on that team because he was 28. And that, they, that was the highest ranking for them. So, I mean, they're going to lose a lot of points losing Jimmy Butler. And mm-hmm. then that was a close ranking. They, they, they had finished with 131 points. They're probably going to fall near that 113, 115, 114 level because everyone's going to move up then too and gain points. I mean, I'll be honest. The thing that could keep them, don't be shocked if they're a team that's in the 21 to 30 next year. Basically because, like, if you look at it, we were lower on Wiggins this year. The only guy who, if my math is looking right, that was in the top 10 was Cat. Mm-hmm. And most teams that, like, the Blazers, they had two guys in that top 10. You had the Pistons had two guys. And then the Hawks and below are teams that either had one or no guys in that top 10 range. Mm-hmm. So they could be a team that could be not just 17 and below, but 23 to 30 if they lose Thibodeau and lose Jimmy Butler at the end of the year. I don't think it'll be that drastic because I, I don't think Jeff T is going to drop off that much. I don't think Wiggins is going to drop off that much. We're, we're low on Wiggins for mm-hmm. a young player. Um, I mean, Wiggins can come out and be fine this year. Yeah. Um, he won't play a lick of defense, but maybe offensively he'll be a little more efficient. And then we look at um, at least, you know, Cat. I think Cat actually has a more chance of going up than he does lower. Yeah, that's um, and true, then, because he could actually get utilized and, you know, have more than, like, a handful of shots in a game. And if the coach does change, it's going to be something that it might be beneficial to those players. If they got an offensive head coach, that would be scary as hell. To utilize Wiggins and Cat using that offense, like... It's just I think they need more of a they need to it, Wiggins is not the right player for them. It's they don't need a slashing wing. They and I think I don't Wiggins, know a team that still, Wiggins is the best guard for, or the best player I think for. There's probably better fits for him. Like you know, slashing I mean, players in the NBA are not just they're not a hot commodity. Donovan Mitchell was fantastic last year, and he's 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 a slasher than a. What's I mean, the difference between the two? I mean, are, are they what the position Basil? So I mean, I, and, but I mean, talent-wise, do you think there there's a massive gap between Wiggins and Don Mitchell? Because that's controversial. If if you say no, I think the biggest thing between them isn't really. I mean, athleticism—they're both crazy Hustle athletic. And defense. That's what I would say. <laughs> is is that like the men, menta- Yeah, the mentality of Don Mitchell sets him apart. Yeah, uh, from Wiggins. So I think that if you get, I think that if you had a more dynamic guard, though, that would make that Wolves team so much better. And having Jeff Teague there, he's fine, but he's Jeff Teague. So I mean, if you had like a CJ McCollum, and you know, paired him with Cat, I think it'd be absolutely disgusting. And you got an offensive coach, yep. nasty there. Um, I don't know how that, how the hell that's going to work out. <laughs> I don't think it will. But again, just you know, going through uh, fever dreams. I am surprised the Spurs are eight though. Really? I mean, because yeah. for how much time we've crapped on the Spurs and how much you know we talk about how old they are and you know how but they got number run down three they are. head coach and they got uh, Marcus Aldridge and DJ or Dejounte Murray, Demar Derozan. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, was this done? Yeah, it was, okay. this was done. Yeah, post Kawhi. Yes, yeah, so they had Derozan, they had uh, Dejounte and Aldridge and Pop. Like, really, we're only pooping on like Rudy Gay a little bit and. Yeah, I mean, like, well, we also don't know how this, they're going to be spacing because yeah, we look at Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay's a slashing guy, and he's not going to be a guy that's going to be able to do that. With yeah, DeRozan notoriously does not take three pointers often, even though last year, you know, hopefully is the right trend. And Dejounte Murray can't shoot from the outside, so it'll be interesting. 
they'll, mm-hmm. they'll be packed inside like sardines. But they're going to win games because they're the fucking Spurs. Any final thoughts? No. I mean, the war. It, we are set for exactly what our rankings say. Warriors 1, Celtics 2, get ready. It's going to be a great series in June. No, oh, for the NBA Finals. Yeah. So, it's going to be a great series in June. Preview for uh, Ricky's predictions mm-hmm. that are I think coming the next week. are weird. Like, anybody else? Low. I think they're too high. Oh, okay. I think so. I think it's fair because you look at, I mean, Drew We praise what they did, but like. Drew is, fan, I mean, Drew's, I, I don't think Drew's overrated. AD's nah. not overrated. Nope. Um, we love Julius Randle. M- Miritich is, I think, was finally rated. And that, I mean, you look at that, it's four of the five. Maybe, you know, some people would say probably Alvin Gentry was over overrated. Yeah. So that would probably be the biggest thing. It's not like we overrated their, you know, shooting They literally had position. the worst, second or, worst their point, uh, guard point guard position. Yeah, that was all for Peyton. He might, yeah. be, he, he might not be starting for them. You know, they might end up sliding over Drew, to the one Drew and, yeah. each one at two, and then at three you have Solomon Hill. Right. So I think, you know, this team, they can be interesting. Again, I, I think the biggest thing for them is Anthony Davis. And I, I think he, again, I said this before, I think he's probably going to be the MVP this year. Um Ooh. But we will get into our full predictions mm-hmm. next year. You or next week. You'll get hear our uh, playoff predictions. You'll hear our uh, award predictions uh, for MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved Player, and our uh, full predictions for the playoffs. So it should be a fun time next week. Um, don't forget to rate us five stars on iTunes. Uh, don't forget to check us out on patreon.com slash most podcast. Don't forget to check out mostbellpodcast.com. You don't miss any full articles, uh, or f- articles, full podcasts, and segments over there. For Dave Oster, Ricky Miller, I'm Sean Emerson. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.